Hey, what's up, everybody? It is I, Wood, sitting next to Keith. Pull over, pull over. This is so what you're saying. That is me. Here we is. Yes, we is. On a Friday, as a matter of fact. Which is weird. It feels a little strange. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It feels a little bit strange. And my yeah. question to myself is, do I just stay drunk all weekend? Yes. That's the answer? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, What was the alternative? Well, just hit Friday hard. <clears throat> okay. And leave Saturday <laughs> and Sunday alone. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you- fucking with you. <laughs> That feels weird. Well, we sit here on a Friday, our first Friday ever recording, we got a mask off. Tell them what a mask off is, uh, Yeah, so um, mask off, guys. For those of you that are listening uh, for your first time here, and uh, I always say this on our mask offs, we always pick up some uh, stragglers on um, our mask off uh, because, you know, our mask off guest always brings in new faces and new friends. What, what a mask off is, guys, is when we bring in somebody that does something different than what we do, they do it. A lot better and much better than we do. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we bring them in. We pull that mask off. We get to know them just a little bit better and uh, get to know what they're all about. So uh, this is where I get to speak French. So without further ado, to our mask off guest, who are you? What's your name? What is it that you do? My name is Ryan. I am a recently retired police officer. Motherfucking po-po. Motherfucking po The 5 Hey, hey, I swear, I swear I am all caught up on child support, okay? So, um, uh, this not is... A, not this according a, to the records. <laughs> That's one of the questions I had. Was he, was he doing family yeah. court, too? Yeah. And this, this was the setup. Yeah, here we go. So, you're a retired police officer, or as Tupac says, the police? Right. Very, very recently retired, yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that good? I mean, we've... I, I I don't know the, the 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 courts the courts forced me to retire no 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 is uh <laughs> I did twenty almost twenty two years and decided to call it a day so here I am when wow. you say you did twenty two years that sounds like you got out of prison so, yeah, yeah I did twenty two years in the clink so, yeah. so no. apparently uh, he I never saw him when I was up there anyway whatever so, <laughs> our mask off guest we always like to warm him up right so. I guess this is you doing calisthenics before work or maybe getting your, getting your mind right you, to go out. I'm sitting across from you. You know I'm fat. I never did calisthenics before work. <laughs> I, I, I tried to give you a little, okay, little no. prop. Man. <laughs> I'm going to ask you some random questions. We're okay. going to answer these questions and uh, let's, let's try and get you. And, and they're not like the, 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 the trick questions you guys do. You know what I mean? Oh, these are yeah. fair questions? Yeah, these, like, I don't like, like these questions. Like, like okay. you were doing it earlier. You say, oh, I'll say to the guy, how old are you? And he'll tell me. And I go, when were you born? And if they start stammering, <laughs> I know they're lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a cold room. Like, yeah. easy, easy, Columbo. Yeah. Right? <laughs> what was your senior prom theme song? Um, oh, this is easy because I coordinated my senior prom. It was, uh, uh, <laughs> except now I, Faithfully by Journey. That was wow. the theme song. <laughs> wow you know the song I right do. yeah that was the theme song for my I senior do. prom That's hilarious. Yeah. you ever been in a, in a hot air balloon 
No, and no, no thank you. I would love to be in a hot air balloon. No, thank you. No, thank you. Scared of heights? Yeah, I am terrified of heights. Oh, yes. I'd love to. Unless uh, I'm strapped into something. I'm not strapped into a hot air balloon, so no thank you. So you do, like, rides and shit. Yeah, rides. I've, I've actually been rappelling off of high high cliffs, and mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that, but I'm strapped in. Uh, so, yeah, but no, not on a hot, hot air balloon. Have you ever been to any food or beverage processing plant? Absolutely. Where have you been? One of my favorite places to go is we spend almost every summer there is Tillamook, Oregon to the Tillamook Cheese Factory. And (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you asked the question. Don't laugh at me when I give you the answer. The Tillamook Cheese Factory. Yes. They do have delicious cheese. They do. Cheese and ice cream. Where's it at again? Tillamook, Oregon. Tillamook. All right. Oh, I didn't realize it was an actual place. I thought it was just the name. No, yeah, Tillamook City, cheese. right on yeah. the right on the uh, the ocean there in Oregon. Oh, mm-hmm. so yeah. they can dump all of the byproduct into. Oh, the ocean. sure, yeah. I don't I don't give a shit about you know how the. How do they make different types of cheese? Just like aging rooms, right? Don't they age stuff in different rooms? I guess. Oh, look, ultimately, I show up and I, I eat the Samples. platter of cheese Samples. that they hold in front of me. I don't ask questions about how long do you age this uh, uh-huh. particular cheese. I don't care. Just tastes good, and I want ice cream. You know what I learned? I, I learned a while ago that cheddar cheese is actually white. Like it comes out white. They add the yellow for flavoring. Um, so for, if they didn't for, add for, anything no, not, to not, it, it not, would be white. They don't add it Wasn't for that... flavoring. They add it for like just um, identifier. Oh, because it was so many it... white cheeses. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Well, that. They, they, well, they do have white what cheddar, so that makes that makes sense. They have a white cheddar, so that just means that that cheddar That's... they're not adding any colors to. Right. Yeah, it's okay. just regular cheddar. Oh. Huh. Okay, my That's last strange. question. Up to what size wild animal do you think you could fight to the death and win? We're talking pounds? Yeah, pound size, whatever. Fight to the death and win. Uh, I'm going to say uh, uh, nothing bigger than a uh, Maltese shepherd. We're talking medium-sized breed dog. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Mal- Maltese. When I hear Maltese, I think poodle. That, I was it's thinking not, Maltese like the show dog yeah, with the long, look, flowy trying, white hair. I was trying to make it sound cooler. Yeah, it's a small dog. <laughs> it's a toy dog? It's a, it's a small a dog. I'm terrified of dogs. <laughs> you, why, why are you scared? You've been a cop. I went I went on a, I served a religious mission in Mexico for two years. Okay. When I was 19 to 21 years old. They have wild ass dogs all over the damn place. And uh-huh. these dogs are starving to death. And they will kill you if they think they can get a bite. So mm. yeah, I'm terrified of dogs. So, um, but what? But didn't you didn't say like like dog breed? But you just said animal. I said I said actually I said wild animal. So you didn't oh, answer the you question. Could, you could have went like up to two- what size wild animal do you think oh. you could fight? You okay, what's a, like a, what's a two can? What's a docile ass wild animal that's really big? Because I'll kick the shit out of it. <laughs> Uh, a kangaroo. A, no, those are mean sons of bitches. Kangaroo's Have you ever seen those? Jack. Look, you yeah. just said okay. No, no, no. I'm not going toe to toe with a kangaroo. Uh, you put a uh, a panda bear? No, no, they'll fuck you up what, too. What, koala. Those are koala bear or even one of those sloths. I'll take a sloth. Take on. a sloth. Yeah, oh, wow. take a, they could probably weigh sixty pounds. You got speed on your side. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so you're doing sloth. You, you want no drama. No, no, no. What you say? No, I'm no. not. No, I'm mm. not cool with drama. I don't like drama. Okay, so maybe like uh, let's stick with like a dove. That's a wild animal. Yeah, but it weighs about six ounces. Yeah. I mean, give me some credit. Okay. <laughs> I once had a dove. No, it wasn't a dove. It was a pigeon. It was one of those pigeons that they like fly and race. Have uh-huh. you ever seen those? Yeah. It landed in my yard, and I thought, what the heck? And it was doing like this gasping thing. And so I called, it had a little tag on it, so mm-hmm. I was able to approach and look. And they're like, uh, give it a couple days, it'll die. I'm like, I don't want it, I don't want it to die, come get it. And he's like, no, just, when it dies, throw it away. 
See, I went huh? I went hunting once for pheasants, huh? and and uh, the people I went hunting with they wanted to keep some of these pheasants. Uh, so it was at a farm because I'm a cheap hunter, uh, and so they wanted to keep the pheasants. And they didn't want to screw up their their feathers so they could mount it and it look all beautiful. So they they taught me a technique to kill the pheasant. You're supposed to squeeze it under your arm, and I did it wrong, <laughs> and the pheasant suffered. So that's why I need something that's docile and light. Otherwise, I'm gonna lose. Talk to me about the squeezing under the arm part. What so, like the neck? It's like a bagpipe. You know, so you take the bagpipe, you hold the pheasant in your arms, and then you squeeze it against its diaphragm, and you just hold it there. And the theory is the pheasant uh, cannot inhale. So you suffocate it. It'll suffocate it. Okay, I screwed that up, and I screwed it up bad. This poor pheasant, I swear to God, it, it turned its head out of my hand, and it looked at me in the eye, and it had a single tear. It was like, and it Kill looked me. at me and was like, why? <laughs> And I was like, I don't know why. And I'm like crying. I felt like shit. And it took like 10 minutes for me to kill this bastard. Everybody, yeah. everybody else is on their third pheasant. And you're still on your first. Not leg. even kidding. Yeah. They, there's, uh, we killed three that way. Cause we didn't, we wanted to keep three. The other two, they were killed in like one minute flat. And I'm over here like, I can't do it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't yeah. even know what. Okay. Uh, one question for me in the last question of your warm ups. in which era do you wish you were born? 1950s. Why? Because it was full of uh, male misogynism. <laughs> perfect time to be a cop, I guess. Yeah, perfect time to be a cop. Uh, you know, that's that's true. You get a lot of leeway. It's, it's that time frame where you're like, I pulled you over for your broken taillight. What broken taillight? You're like, whack, that broken taillight. <laughs> right? So that would be great. There's no body cams to catch my bullshit. Okay. Uh, but also... <laughs> But also, uh, just that—that's when. Look, my parents. My parents were were older parents, so they grew up in that time era. Uh, dad came home from work. Mom had a hot meal. Look, you can call me sexist all day long, and I was I'm about not, to. I was about to. I know, and I understand that, and and I love and respect women and their work. But uh, my dad came home. Mom had a hot meal. I love Mom and women me. work in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> You got three places: the kitchen, the bathroom, yeah. and the kitchen. Uh, there's Wait, no way I win. There's no way I win this conversation. But I like the '50s because roles were very well defined. I go out to work. I I hunt and gather. I come home, and the family is taken care of by by the wife, and and we live a happy life. Hmm? Yeah. Well, one of you live a happy life. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. no. Fucking yeah. Miserable. Yeah. Well, you're asking me my favorite time period. That's my favorite. <laughs> Do you ask my wife? Her. It's gonna be a different answer for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hers is like, can I can I add twenty years? Yeah, I want the easy route. Yeah, so that's the easy route for me. All right, our <laughs> guest always introduces us snaggles. What are we drinking today? Uh, what you got there is a Crown Royal salted caramel. I like to call that salted caramel because it is sounds that... sophisticated. And it comes with the brie, the brown uh, weed bag. Do you know what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, bingo! You... you nailed it because when I when I was working the road, we'd pull people over and I'd find that bag, and if there was not a bottle of Crown Royal uh -huh. in it. It was full of weed or pipes, guaranteed every time. I'm, I'm not going to let you hold this one. No, okay. put it away. <laughs> Just set that there. It clanked when you laid it down right then. Yeah, that, that's always a sign. Man. Okay. And as normal, our Snaggles is brought to you by... Uh, first up, guys, we got Tiger Claw Tattoo. You know where they're at. They're over there on Mill Creek, 801-410-4245. Go see... Um, not Shay, but go see the rest of the crew over there. Uh, we'll let you know when Shay's back up and running. I know uh, some of our listeners have appointments with him, and he has rescheduled. Um, he's hoping to come in, I think, 
beginning of February, if but, I'm not mistaken. Do, but don't let don't let that stop you from going up there and looking no. at other people's portfolios no. and what they can do. No, 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 because they might be more conducive. You already got yes. an appointment with Shay. Stay with that. Right, you know, exactly. Protect, yeah, if, if you don't, if you're on the fence about it, I do I want a tattoo. Yes, you do, and then you're gonna want to go in and see Tiger Claw Tattoo because Absolutely. they have um, at least four other artists over there that kick ass, bust ass, and they have uh, different styles. So maybe you're into like all the little dots. Mm-hmm. They have one that does that. Even did Japanese art, they have that. Realism, they have that. Mm-hmm. So go check out Tiger Claw Tattoo, guys. Um, <clears throat> and then if, um, let's say you have a, a jersey, I don't know, maybe a Utah Utes jersey that's mm-hmm. sitting on your uh, fridge. That's, that's eight sizes too big for you? Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. I could wear it as a dress. Um, <laughs> and you, you want to get that. You have. I don't know what your women are into. <laughs> But I know for a fact you wore it as a dress. Yeah, I did. I, at first, I was handed this jersey, and I thought it was a dress, so I put it on. And I was like, oh, look how pretty. And then I realized it was actually a jersey. Um, so anyway, go over to MVPJerseyFraming.com. And they will put that jersey in a beautiful frame, uh, make it look nice, sharp, neat, all of those things. Um, ask them to put some lighting in with it just to, you know, spice it up a little bit because that's what I'm going to do. Um, last up, we have uh, The H Cube. That is um, they're found at Facebook.com backslash The Mm-hmm. H cubed. Okay. They are your etching HQ. So if you want anything, I don't know, etched on a glass, etched in um, wood, leather, canvas bags, um, stone. I was given one. Uh, they showed me something they did in stone. I'll, I'll really? uh, yeah, I'll post it up on our Facebook since theirs apparently they don't know how to handle. Get um, sick of that shit. Yeah, uh, some really cool stuff, guys. So if you want something etched up, done up, um, I think it's getting a little bit late for Christmas. But, hey, you can always give somebody a late Christmas gift. Uh, check out the H-Cubed over there on uh, the Facebooks, and they'll hook you up. So, yeah, there we go. Ready to rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Ready to go. All right, you said you were a recently retired cop. How long yeah. did you do? Uh, I uh, Just shy of 22 years, so 21 and change. Oh, okay, when did you retire? Three months ago, almost exactly. So you started in two thousand. Yep, two thousand. What, what made mm. you want? What made you want to do that? Were you one of those kids always? I want to be a cop when I yeah, get bigger. And you you dress know, up I in wish. Uniforms I, I wish I had a cool story about it. Uh, I just want. So here's a here's a true fact about me. Uh, I never missed an episode of Cops back when it was cool. Like you, you remember when Cops started airing? I don't know, ninety something. It started airing every Saturday, right? Yeah. Maybe you know. I don't know. I watched every episode. If I was going to be gone playing a basketball game or doing something on a Saturday night that I couldn't catch it, I set the VCR to record it. I never once missed an episode of Cops for the first 20 years. Uh, That's impressive. And and then I started my law enforcement career and immediately stopped caring about the episode of Cops. Yeah. (laughs) I I remember episode of Cops. This dude, he's in a laundromat and he's naked. And he's in there. Dude, he wrecked people. That guy? You remember that guy? Absolutely. And what they do? They sent those fucking dogs in there, and he had a dog on each arm, and he's still swinging? Is he the dude? He's the dude that took on like six cops at the same time. Uh, He was butt ass naked. And buff. Yeah. Oh, you remember that one? He came down the stairs, and he started wrecking cops. No shit. That's the only cops episode I remember. I remember that. I absolutely remember that, and I was terrified of that situation ever happening to me. And I remember the one in Vegas where the, the cop, the Las Vegas cop, the black cop, kept asking the white dude to take his hands out of his pocket. And he did this did number right here. Spot, and he yep. fucking karate chopped yeah. him in the fucking throat. Yeah. Hmm. I wanted to do that to somebody so bad. I thought that cop was a badass. I don't know <laughs> what anyone else thought. Those are the two episodes I remember. Yeah. And I, you know what? So, so this has given me some, some credibility because I watched everyone and know exactly what you're talking about. I was like, that cop was, he was pretending to be cool and talk to this kid. Yeah. Like, he pretended to put his hand in his pocket and then, Gah! right in the throat. Right in the throat. Hmm. And he took him down. 
maybe a bit heavy handed. The kid wasn't putting up much of a threat, but I thought that cop was a badass and mm-hmm. I couldn't wait to do that. And then it turns out in the academy, you're not supposed to do that. Blah, bullshit, whatever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, but I remember watching that episode thinking that's badass. And then I turned out, you know, the throats are kind of off limits. So I, I, oh, hold on. I got a, I got a cops. My bad. The one, the one episode. Cops. The one episode I watched was on Roseanne. I got an episode of Cops on Roseanne. Yeah, oh, I, I didn't yeah. watch Roseanne. What happened? Oh yeah, so wa- so yeah, so the so it's like an episode of Cops is being filmed and Roseanne's watching it, mm-hmm. and then they break in her house, and then she goes running out of the room and comes in and like a titty's hanging out, so it's all blurred. You know, Roseanne back a, in the er, yeah. in the mid '90s is she's a heavier gal, yeah. and so she's got like one titty flopping around, but it's all blurred out, so you can't see. And then it cuts in, and Dan comes in. He's like, which is the Roseanne's husband in the show, and uh, <clears throat> like they're arguing and fighting, but cops is like breaking into their house. Why are cops coming into the house? I don't know. It was some like play on the show cops. Yeah, that was filmed I didn't, I didn't for really... the for the TV show Roseanne, not yeah. as a TV show for cops. Yeah, right. I, yeah. So I I never watched cops. So you I, really didn't. I catch like so. I have an aunt that was very. Uh, she she liked cops? it. She liked it. Men in uniform. I think. Okay. Yeah, now, she did. Now, as I'm older, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that explains a lot of your magazines. Mm. This is awkward. <laughs> mm. But anyway, I never watched it. But I know she did. So I'd catch like snippets when I go in. But I never watched it. It was never a thing for me. You're, you're but about, I remember watching it on Roseanne. You're about my age, so so yeah. there's really so you just weren't into it because no. it was like right in the prime of your TV watching life yeah i had other things going on at that time of my life i did not Mm -hmm. have you ever had any other job or did you was that your job coming up and out so i started right at 21 years old prior to that so like i said why'd you why'd you wait so long why didn't you do it like earlier well you you have to be 21 (laughs) oh do you in the in the great state of utah you have to be 21 to be able to carry a gun there's you know but you can be 18 and go to war that doesn't make any sense no no no, that that's a different argument i'm 100 in agreement with you that if you're if you're old enough to fight in a war and carry a, a weapon and and defend our country you should be old enough to be a police officer i'm right and with by you. alcohol yeah and by alcohol yeah, yeah. that's the yeah. big one i'm right yeah. i'm in, i'm on the Why same not? page as you for okay, so sure that doesn't make any sense to me so yeah, you have that's to be a, 21 to that's be a, a political thing 21 okay so you did it you did it at 21 yeah so like i said i i went on a religious mission uh when i was 19 got home when i was 21 years old uh, and like a dumbass, I proposed to my wife, uh, to my girlfriend at the time. I was working, I was working the front desk desk as a receptionist at a hotel when I pr- proposed to my wife. So we got married. But before we got married, I did start working at the jail with the sheriff, local sheriff's office. That's okay, how I got started. Okay, you're moving kind of fast. So, so, so you're working as a receptionist, which I would think you would think that's a woman's job, Mister Nineteen Fifty. No, no, no. <laughs> I kind of regret that line of conversation, <laughs> okay. but no, no, no. I didn't re- consider it a woman's job. I actually cons- so I took. I had a buddy that worked for the local police department who gave me a radio, which now looking back, it's kind of like a theft. But he gave me a police radio that I turned on. And I worked nights behind the counter at this uh, hotel, and I had the police radio going all night long. So I kind of considered myself night security, you know, or night management. Yes, he wasn't a receptionist. It was, <laughs> as far as the books are concerned, it was receptionist. So you, but you, you had a cop radio just for fun or to scream into? Was that no, your was for that your... fun? It was really? it was for <laughs> entertainment. I loved it. I had the ten code, which is what you hear cops all the time. Ten four ten. I know ten four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like the ten code. That's also CB talk, right? Ten four. Yeah. Good yeah buddy. You, you heard oh, yeah, truckers. Yeah. Truckers do the hey, what's buddy. your what's yeah, your twenty? Yeah. Which is like ten twenty for cop talk. Your location. So the ten code I had memorized long before I was ever a police officer because I listened to the radio and obsessed over that ten code. So it's it's from ten to what? Ten to ten one hundred. 
So 10 zero. So you have 100, 100 items within this 10 code. 10 one, 10 two, 10 three, oh, all the way to 100. Like that. So, yeah. all right, so, which, so you had to learn all 100? Yeah. What's 10 12? Okay, well, so there's. Was it, uh, no. <laughs> You're going to put me on the spot. Everybody no, 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 knew all of That's a valid question. <laughs> it's a valid question. So there are certain codes, certain codes that were used very regularly and other codes that were not. 1012 has a meaning that I don't particularly recall, huh. but there's a handful uh, of codes uh, that you use you, all how, the time. How long were you a cop? 22 years. Okay. So and ask me how many times I said 1012 on the radio. Zero. Times, never. Okay. I never once said 1012 on the radio. Uh, uh, 1023. 1023 means I arrived at the scene of an incident. 1052. 10, you're getting, no, I've been retired. And right. There's been some drink happening. Uh, 1052. <laughs> is that Wrecker? I don't recall. Almost what do you mean? Seems like, almost Re- seems like re- that's me requesting a Wrecker on the scene of an accident. Oh, I thought, you, I thought you said Wreck Her. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, it's yeah. like, damn. No, well, we'd use it like that. Like, hey, I'm there's, gonna a, 10, use, there's I'm a 1050. Gonna there's a 1052 on the corner of 18 and 2000. Yeah, I'd do that shit. Yeah, no <laughs> So there were things like that, but 1052, like 1050 meant a car accident. So right. in so, my mind, 1052. So, so 10 one to 10 what? One, 1099 officially, 10100 meant you needed to take a shit. What? Really? Yeah. <laughs> you guys have to tell people that on a radio? Well, we didn't have to. It was just kind of fun. <laughs> just kind of fun. So like 10 zero, you start at 10 zero, which, right? Which 10 zero? 10 zero means like, ooh, use caution, be careful. Like, hey, you're going to a domestic call, use 10 zero. That means be careful. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have 10 zero all the way up to 10.99. So you could say I 10 100 when you go there, be 10 zero? <laughs> you could. You could. Yeah. So all the way to the end of the 10 code, you have 10.99, which means stolen vehicle or, or stolen. Sometimes people get on and be like, hey, that bicycle's 10.99, which means stolen. So 10-100 didn't technically exist, but me as a p- police officer, I'd get on and be like, hey, I'm going to go back to the office for a 10-100. Didn't mean anything officially, but unofficially, dispatch other police officers on the frequency knew that I needed to go back to the office take a shit. <laughs> That's what that meant. Wouldn't it be just, wouldn't it just be easier to say, uh, uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom or, hey, be careful? Well, or, no, maybe. No, because you got fucking reservationists at hotel listening. <laughs> fucking radio (laughs) maybe but i'll tell you what that's not nearly as fun but in all honesty there are a lot of police agencies now going to what's called plain talk and plain talk means you're kind of doing away with the 10 code and you're just talking plainly on the radio i learned that by watching a and e and and the 9 11 shit because the cops and the firemen couldn't talk to each other yeah they had 10 codes but different codes they weren't and even different agencies had different 10 codes yep yep right so you're 10 you're 10 one 10 Ten numbers. Ten, yeah. Any, ten any one of them. Whatever the yeah. fuck you got. Your yeah. ten is just for this state, but somewhere else, those ten codes can be something different, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yep. So, so, so what, what so, I'm learning. So, so different agencies couldn't talk to each other yep. during 9-11, so they said, we're going to go plain speak. Yep. So that, and that's now, happening. Oh, now mm. in New York, you say, I have to take a shit. Yep. I got to go poop. Uh, yeah. Uh, on I, the radio. Maybe they do in New York. I, I can tell go, you that, that most people feel more comfortable say, with ten one hundred. I would. Okay. Can you say, I got to take a number two? Do you have to do anything for P? Technically, if we're okay, if we're being technical, 10 100 means you're going to go take a leak. 10 200 would mean you're going to go take a dump. But 10 100 just generally meant I'm going to go to the bathroom. Take a number one, take a number two. Bingo. Bingo. There okay. it is. 10 100, 10 200. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Let's hope there's no 300s in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so here you are. You're at a hotel working. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming overnight because you're not that busy. And you got a radio and you're listening. Mm-hmm. And the little calls that come in. And you get your little heart on and shit. Yep. Oh, I want to be did. a cop. Yeah, and you want to be did. a cop. And so right then, before, you're not 21 yet. 
right? I, no, I came home from my, my mission at 21, so I was 21 just in limbo kind of a thing. Yeah. Where, where did you go on this? I went to Mexico. Lived in Mexico for a couple of years. Really? Yeah. You, yeah, I learned to speak Spanish while I was there. How about the honeys down there? They were, dude, they were, they were fantastic. Yeah. They had some fucked up teeth. <laughs> generally speaking, look, I don't want to paint with a broad brush. Uh-huh. So, but generally speaking, I worked in a lot of these little, little, com- little, uh, ranches, you know, little, little communities. And uh-huh. some of them had like, they, they were like batting a hundred. They were looking great. Until they smile at you and they had like four teeth in their mouth. Uh, so that was right. common, but yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So you went down there, you come back, you're working in a hotel, you yep. want to be a cop, 21. Yeah. You became a cop. Yep. Did you, somebody touch you? Like. No, 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 wait, let me finish that. Did somebody bless you? Did somebody say, hey, I want you to come yep. be a cop? Oh, that's exactly somebody true. Somebody pulled you in, really. Yeah, one of my very closest friends, her name is Erica. She worked, uh, uh, she was the secretary to the sheriff of the county I, I lived in at mm-hmm. the time. And she said, hey, we're, you know, we're hiring, we need people to work in the jail. Are you interested? And I'm like, yeah, I'm interested. And she hooked me up. She got me in there. She got me my first job. See, here's the thing. Here's where my mind goes with, and I'm sure okay, you're, I'm because you're yeah, allotment of kids. Yeah. If that was reversed, if you were the guy that had to hook up for the job and that was a girl, automatically I would think, like, what did you have to do to get that job? Bingo. And mm-hmm. it, it kind of yeah. jumped in my head for you, but, um, you know, like you said, you don't work out much, so I would like to think hey, Erica had a little higher hey, no, standard. No, for, for the record, back then when I was 21, I was in fantastic shape. Okay. I was mm-hmm. in great shape. Did you play sports? I did, yes. W- would you play? Ice hockey. Ooh, that's a tough oh, wow. one. Yeah, I played ice that's hockey. A, that's a tough sport, yeah. and you guys fucking are the stinkiest people on a planet. <laughs> Those pads are fucking disgusting. But you know what? Also, there, there's there's a degree of uh, superstition that goes into cleaning them. You know, uh, hockey players don't want to clean their pads. There's a, there's a superstition that goes it's into evident. that. It's evident. It's evident. The, the stinkier ass <laughs> you can have your equipment, the more likely you are to win that round of games. Really? It, yeah. it, we, we had a similar discussion about playing basketball and, like, yeah. washing your socks, wearing your North Carolina shorts underneath your Bulls shorts. Joy. There you go. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. Same thing. So, um, because I, I don't know if you know this, uh, Keith's a huge hockey fan. He's, he's got a team. Know that. Yeah, he's got a team. So right. who's your favorite hockey team? So uh, I, I don't follow it in the professional league as I should, but if I had to pick a favorite hockey team, I'm going to pick – I'm embarrassed by it, but I'm going to pick the Ducks. And my reasoning is – Because you can take them. You can take a wild yeah. duck. <laughs> <laughs> I got them. I got them. I can suffocate their ass. Yeah, no, because I, I, I went to an Anaheim Ducks, da- Ducks game, and it was the mm. first NHL game I went to, and I had a blast, so mm. I kind of just globbed onto them. Them and the uh, the St. Louis uh, Blues, Blues, my favorite teams. So I'm, I, I do like the um, – um, I like Colorado because I have been to one of their games, mm-hmm. and it was, it was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed it. Um, but because I was – during the playoffs, I watched the Las Vegas Knights. So now my Ooh. heart is towards Las Vegas. I did, I that, did like that's, them. It's yeah. hard not to like them because yeah. they're close to home, yeah. right? And yeah. and they're new, they're exciting. Mm-hmm. And you set all that aside, they're a badass team. They're good and they're yeah. legit. Yeah. yeah. I, I Bruins, Boston, right? I mean, yes. And then I did like the Knights. What they yeah. did, I think the first year they came out. Yeah, that was their very first they year. The they went all the way to the finals. It was. Awesome. I'm partial to the Bruins because that was the first team as a junior high kid. That was the first team I played on was a Bruins team. You know how they just like in Little League baseball, they'll give you a Padres uniform or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our uniform was a Boston Bruins uniform, so I'm always partial funny, to them for that reason. Funny enough, that's why uh, my favorite baseball team is the Padres. It's because yeah, yeah you told uh, that story. Yeah. Explain. I just want to do one more hockey, two more hockey things. First of all, do you have thick ankles? No, I got I got bitch ankles. All right, but normally hockey guys they can skate out there without their laces tied because their ankles are so strong. They, right? People say that, but I I've seen it. Okay, so so 
in my experience and it is limited experience uh my skates have a very rigid ankle protector on them mm-hmm. right so you tighten those things up mm-hmm. there is no need for me to use my ankles because my my ankles aren't going to break if if i break my leg it's going to be above the skate so my ankles can be weak as shit. My, okay. my skate's going to protect them. So my ankles are not great. Okay. So in my mind, I'm thinking like uh, Gordon Hayward, Paul George break. You know, it's like... Bleh. Dude, nasty. That's, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. If you break and your ankle in happen. hockey. Yep. My second thing, will you explain to me what the fuck icing is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a common <laughs> question. That's a common question. Icing is basically the ref calling a foul for a bitch move. Okay, let's right? hear it. So a bitch move being if I'm if I'm if you're on the offense and I'm playing defense, you're down in my end, you're trying to score on my goalie who is right behind me, right? And I'm trying to stop you. So you 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 make a bad shot, bounces off the goalie, I get it and I get scared. Okay. So I fling the puck down the ice. So okay. you guys got to go chase it. That's icing. That's basically the ref raising his hand being like, "Oh, bitch move. Blue you should have skated that shit out." Blue line. Red line, blue, blue line. line. That's, so that's it goes it. past the blue line and then goes past the red line. Is that ice? Center now? ice. Center, center ice is the red line. No, no, no. Center ice is the next blue. You're gonna you're gonna get me in a bad spot here. Blue line, or maybe it's all the way down to the goal line on the other side. I can't. It's goal line on the other side because you'll see him racing down to the end. Okay. So ha- have you have you actually played hockey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, I, Snaggles is the I winner care all about, the time. I didn't care about any of these rules. I just did shit. All right. <laughs> I just got in it for the fights. Never gotten one. <laughs> I, I was the first kid in my high school hockey team that co- ever got kicked out for a fight because it was kind of a newer high school. And mm-hmm. then I was the second kid in my high school hockey team to ever, ever get kicked out for a fight. So I liked hockey fights. They were okay. fun. All right. Yeah. So icing is when you go past two lines with the puck. Yeah. So, so, so you get scared and you just hit it. Ah, get away from me. Don't touch me. Yeah. Bingo. It's like a bitch move. Okay. Right. So let's let's say it passed the center ice and the blue line then back to the uh, – the goal line, which is the next red line. Okay. If it gets there, uh, then they'll call an icing on you. What color are your eyes? Blue. I got what blue co- eyes. What color is your hair? Kind of brown. Brown hair. Brown hair. Why? That's why. See, but well, because I don't know like white people hair. To me, it looks blonde, and you got dishwater blonde. You got dirty, yeah, you got blonde. dirty blonde. What would you call this? You got red. You got strawberry blonde. I got. got I got kind of a reddish yeah. beard. Okay, so you got you got the blue eyes. You're a white dude. You became a cop, and the, the go-to move is oh, we beat up in high school. But then you yeah. played hockey yeah. and you fought. So I don't think you were a little bitch. No. Mm. Why? Why did you want to be a cop? I've always that's always bugged me the whole beat up in high school. Which don't get me wrong, that has happened. And I know cops who were who, were, who were bitches in high school mm-hmm. or junior high, whatever, and they became cops. Kind of this power trip, but that's the that's the minority, right? Uh, so so it does kind of bug me. I was not beat up in high school. I was not bullied. Uh-huh. It was just something that 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 interested me. I thought it looked badass. I'm not gonna lie. I wanted to run fast with lights and sirens and go to calls. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so you became a cop at 21. That first day, what's that like? Power trip. I'm, oh, uh, kind of a power trip. <laughs> Look, if I'm being honest. Do you hear what you just said in yeah, the yeah, last fucking yeah, paragraph? Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, I'm not asking you to understand it. Okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> I was living at home. I wasn't married yet, so I was still living at home with my mom. Uh-huh. And I went, the agency I got hired for, they sent me down to this 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 business. They said, hey, tell them you just got hired. They're going to give you your uniform. It's got all the patches. You know, anyway. Hey, hey, let me ask you a question. Yeah, when yeah, you, yeah. When you left for the first day at work and you put your uniform on, your mom's taking pictures with that Polaroid. It's dramatic, right? I got him, yeah. <laughs> did you go, did you go, mom? You don't have nothing to worry about. <laughs> I got you. 
I'm the law now. <laughs> Did you say anything like that? Anything no, cool? I didn't have to say anything. And they get in your pickup truck with the dust in the back. And, and I, didn't, I didn't know that I was doing it until my mom said to me after taking a picture of me standing in front of my, my Ford Ranger, which was an awesome truck back then. Uh-huh. She took a picture and she said, uh, or maybe it was my brother that said, said you're kind of strutting right now. Yeah. You know, uh, I had the uh, uniform on. I had, I, I, felt I had the badge on. I didn't have a gun because I hadn't gone through the academy or anything <laughs> like that. I literally had the uniform patches and a badge. And I was walking Walmart around. security yeah. guard over here. <laughs> That's exact. Walmart security could have done more than me at the time. I hadn't even gone to the academy. I was walking around. And I was like, yeah, I'm kind of a badass. And so my brother was like, dude, you're kind of strutting right now. So that was my first day. I felt like a badass. Okay. But that changed quickly when I got into the thick of it. But yeah. All right. So how, how long were you in the academy? So uh, at the time, so way back when, when I got hired, there was actually like dozens and dozens of people fighting for a single position right so there's i think the the sheriff's office was hiring three people and there was like 60 people that showed up for this mm-hmm. we'd all do the physical test we all did everything uh, i ended up getting hired so they, they had a lot of people to choose from i felt like a badass so you beat out 56 other people yeah and so that was kind of on my mind i was like i'm, I'm a badass they wanted me so i'm a badass so I got hired. I went to the jail. Uh, Fifty-seven I, other people. My mouth. Yeah, so. good call. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't go to the academy. They had to put me on a waiting list. I had to wait like I think it was four months before I could go to the academy. So for that four-month period, I had to sit in in a pod. And my only job, I couldn't have contact with the inmates. My only job was to click doors open and closed, open and closed. That was all day long. I in, a, do in that. the jail. Mm. In the jail. So I was sitting there, but then like on my first or second day, I'm sitting there opening doors, closing doors like I was supposed to. And then a mm-hmm. big old fight among inmates broke out and a group of uh, officers went running in. There was like six or seven big ass inmates brawling in the day room. Mm-hmm. And then like four or five scrawny ass cops went running in and they, they started tackling them all. It kind of was a thing for a minute. And I remember watching this from my safe little pod there. Mm-hmm. And it uh, kind of made me poop a little bit. It okay. scared me just a little bit. I was thinking, <laughs> I look, this this is fun, but that's that's like a real situation there. So, you know, me feeling like Billy Badass lasted for about 20 hours. So when you went home mm-hmm. to your mom, you go, Mom, I'm not the law anymore. Yeah, you're like, I, I, well, I remember thinking to myself, Mom, I, you know, this is cool, but I don't know if I can do that. Can do that. Yeah. Wow. I'm not gonna lie. Wow. There was there was some there were some doubts crept right. in. So were you were you you said you wanted to go fast in cars, but you're in a jail. That, yeah. How does so that... at, the, at the time I knew that that was a good uh, good jumping ground for me. Jail was always hiring. So okay. that's not the uh, same thing then. No. Now uh, right now you can get hired and you can get hired, go to the academy and start pushing around a patrol car, be a police officer. Back then, why did you was... drive it? <laughs> yeah, right, I suppose you, you could. It? I mean, you know, the, the old old school thing would be pushing push around. It. Yeah, <laughs> make sure you park on a hill. Apparently, they know uh, Seth's dad uh, oh, over yeah, there yeah. in Central Africa, and they just push the cars everywhere. <laughs> right. Like, just go. That's awesome, man. That was an awesome, yeah. awesome yeah. story. Anyway, we but, digress. But but back then there were so many people, so many solid people putting in to become officers that uh, the turnover, the, the hierarchy went. Generally speaking. You become hired, you get hired, you're working in the prison or the jail, and then you kind of you decide you want to start working in patrol. So you get hired with the police agency, start working in patrol. And that was a typical progression. So you get hired in the jail, you matriculate to outside. Exactly. The regular, 
What do they like call the, it? Like you like see a, on cops stuff. Yeah, the like cop patrol off the, the ones driving the patrol. police cars, right? Because okay. I drove my my personal vehicle to the work to the jail every day, worked inside for my eight to twelve hours, went home, and repeat. So did the, you did you fight a lot in the jail? I got a lot of fights in the jail. You yeah. fought a lot. Mm-hmm. I got. So I, you know, I don't know. If, I don't know how to define a lot, but for me, a lot. I didn't get in fights regularly, but uh-huh. yeah. So, so as the Italians say, you're making your bones. I made my fucking bones <laughs> yeah, over here. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, did. Yeah, fuck it. You, uh, and he's waiting for a ref to step in, but like, that's icing. Yeah. Get did, out of here. Did you pull that shirt over the head? Let me let me tell you. <laughs> Two fights come to mind. First fight. So, for, first of all, there's, there's a lot of bullshit that's taught in the police academy. One of them, especially in the corrections academy, is PPCT, Pressure Point Control Tactics. And this is where the bullshit, you'll have the instructor tell you, you know, if you put your thumb behind the ear and push forward on the jaw, it causes so much pain, they're going to come into compliance. Or if you start rubbing on their on their sternum here, it's going to cause so much this pain. This is somebody that's trying to punch you in the face? <laughs> they say, right? So I graduated the academy, and in my mind, I'm like, yeah, PPCT, I don't even need to get physical with these clowns, because I'm going to go put my thumb behind their ear. <laughs> you, you thought and you shit's were a fucking gonna be, Jedi. Yeah. I'm like, they just taught me all I needed to know. I'm Bruce Lee. Okay. Right? So I think that... And one day there was a fight. I remember this guy's name. His name was Dustin. He got into a fight. <laughs> he got into a fight, and uh, they yelled out. The pod officer said, hey, there's a fight in this pod. So I went screaming down there with a couple of other officers. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get my stripes. I'm fresh out of the academy. I'm going to get into a fight. So I jump on this kid. He's, he's punching a guy, and I jump on his back, and I shove my thumb behind his ear, start pushing his jaw forward. And I'm like, I got you now, bitch. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I remember he just kind of turned, turned back and looked at me, and he, he turned, and I... And he said, Moral, what are you doing? He didn't do a damn thing <laughs> to settle down. He's still punching this guy. And he overcame <laughs> this like Jedi move I had on his ear. And it was in that moment I realized that PowerPoint pressure control tactics bullshit. You're out. Yeah. yeah. Didn't do a dang thing. It's really just street fighting is what cops do to control people. And that's what I learned. Could you imagine? I, I Like... If if I'm punching you in the face, mm-hmm. not that that's gonna hurt. Okay, okay. but let's let's be He's hypothetical. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I stick my thumb behind your ear. What? I think you're doing some freaky shit. Is what I think. Uh, no, I knew, I'm not that kind of guy. I, I knew would got down a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> so being in a working in a you, prison jail, it was a jail. So jail is where people go before they go to prison for the most part. Yeah, right? yeah. Some right. they they have some prison inmates there, but yes, some you're prison. right. What type of shit do you see? Meaning what specifically? Because I'll tell you, they they if you see it in a prison, you'll see it in the jail. Okay, mm. I watched I watched the Oz back in the day, and mm. I know there was a lot of prison rape mm-hmm. and people getting shit mm-hmm. on. Yep. So I'm glad you said that. The guy that You're I glad I said it. Okay. Yep. Well, because it leads me into this. The guy that I did that that thing to, and I'm not I'm not discounting him for any reason, but he was the he was the pod bitch. He was the gay guy that everybody banged in the jail. Dustin. Dustin. Did you want? Did you see it? Did he, you stop it? Do you let it happen? We let it happen. We, so they they actually have they actually. I won't hmm. want to say let it happen. That sounds crooked. But we know that it's happening, and we kind of, we kind of try to 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 prioritize things. And that's on the that's a low priority. They'd actually put playing cards up in the window. Uh, they'd close the door, put a playing card in the window, and that meant one of two <clears throat> things. It either meant I'm in here taking a shit, or it meant I'm in here banging Dustin. But Dustin wow. had hands. Dustin was beating the shit out of somebody one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was something went south there. I don't know the details of that. Something went bad there. Girlfriend, boyfriend situation. But uh, Dustin Dustin was a hoe. Dustin was, was getting nailed by a lot of guys but, in the pod. All right, so you say a hoe. What did Dustin get out of it? Prison mentality. What did, what did he get out of it? Uh, and I was never an inmate, but he was getting... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he he was getting left alone. I mean, he was a child molester who was in prison, who was in jail. Uh, so maybe for that reason, it was kind of a, a personal protection fuck. scenario. Mm. He was he was giving it up, and and he was being left alone and allowed to survive. I guess because I of thought that. child molesters had a rough ride in jail. And I guess if you're banging dudes, uh, they'll they'll give you a pass. They do, generally speaking. Wow. They really, really do. You have to hide that fact from the other inmates, otherwise they're in... I don't yeah. understand why we don't kill those people. I don't like, like, I don't and, and I'm not saying you've been accused of it. I'm mm-hmm. saying it's the one where you walk in on something. Right, that, that's an yeah. egregious yeah. situation, yeah. right? Yeah. Absolutely. Because anybody can say anything, yeah. right? But yeah. I'm talking yeah. the one yeah. you see, oh, this motherfucker. Yeah. Yep. And you can't dispute it because here's the evidence. And, bang, bang. Yep, yeah, that's, that's a problem. And that's why uh, I don't want to say that the inmates have this figured out and the justice system doesn't. But a lot of times, these inmates take take it upon themselves to uh, handle that. They'll 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 they know what's going on in there, and sometimes they take care of it themselves. Did hmm. you enjoy working in the jail? I did. I actually thoroughly enjoyed working in the jail. So why'd you leave? It didn't scratch the itch. Uh, you know, I wanted to be the guy. When I put in my notice, <clears throat> I told my sergeant I went. I got hired with this police agency. He goes, hey, if you just want to go out chasing tail lights all night long, then then I guess that's what you want to do. Uh, but that's really what it is. I wanted to drive a car with the red and blue lights on top the sirens. I wanted to respond to traffic accidents. I wasn't getting any of that in the jail. Mm-hmm. And no. I wanted to do the stuff that I was seeing on cops. I wanted to do the stuff that I saw chase the bad guys. You know, I wanted to do that. You, you wanted, wanted to chase want... naked dudes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Sick of yeah. dog that you're scared of. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So how long were you in the jail? Uh, three years. Almost three years. All right. And so you come out and then you go and would you do patrol. Yep. I worked as a patrol officer. And you walk... as... When I hear patrol, I think of... Uh, Officer O'Malley walking the streets, walking with the shillelagh. beat. Yeah, right. Swinging yeah. the shillelagh Swing around. Yeah. It's not much different. I worked for a, a podunky ass small police agency, like eight guys mm-hmm. had eight cops. So I got hired on, and it was legitimately. I didn't know how to be a, a cop. Cop. I, I went through the academy, but I didn't know the day to day workings of a police officer. And this was such a small agency that uh, they tossed me the keys and said, "Hey, the the bathrooms at the park. Lock them up at ten thirty. And that's all I knew. I got my car and I went to work, right? So, uh, but it was a small agency I went to and I, I learned a lot because I worked by myself and I made a lot of stupid mistakes that, uh, you know, some, some experienced guys from the county would help me out with. But. Such as what? If you care to talk no, about no, no. I, I The one that comes to mind is I went to a, a fight. It was a, a kind of a riot gang fight situation. There was about 15 people going at it there were a gang fight i thought you were in a small town so was it like the hatfields and mccoy <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't call it like straight up uh you know south central comptons and bloods but uh-huh. it was g- group a against group b uh-huh. and they were uh young adults 18 to 25 years old so yeah. they were they were you know uh legit people trying to kill each other baseball okay. bats whole nine yards so i roll in there new cop new guy uh, everyone sees me in the red lights in the police car they drop their <clears throat> bats whatever they have and they go running into houses i see all the houses they run into and i'm standing out front and a uh a deputy rolls up this guy's been working for like 26 years or something he's like okay what are we gonna do and i'm like eh, i don't know <laughs> right <laughs> what do we do and he's like well where'd they go and i'm like they went to that house and they went to that house he's like okay Maybe let's go into those houses, right? You can go in that house? Stupid things like that. Well, we can certainly maybe go and investigate that house. 
But you say go in that house. You can't run into that house. I could have initially. There's really? a, there's a period of time as they're running in there. I could have chased him and gone right in without without any reason. But at that time, I kind of watched him go in there, and I'm sitting there and I'm waiting. And this guy shows up. Uh, there's enough time that had passed that at that point we probably needed a warrant to go okay. in. But we didn't need a warrant to go up, knock on the door, and, and ask people to step outside, which is what we ended up doing. And Did I they learned, come outside. You know, yeah. Really? I'm not, wow. saying, they're, I'm not saying they're smart criminals. Okay. But yeah, they came outside. Wow. We made the arrest. But I think it all to that officer, that deputy who who kind of showed me the way there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's your first big deal. That was my first one that I remember really not knowing what to do, not having a single mm. clue about what to do, and being very grateful that this experienced dude came and was willing to help. All right, what's the, what's some of the things you've been on that like fucked with you? A uh, couple things come to mind. Very first ones that come to mind uh, that messed with me personally. A uh, two-year-old boy that drowned in a small pool, mm. and uh, they called that in. It was on a Saturday morning. And Damn, I used to remember the day. Mm. Oh, I remember it very vividly. Yeah, Saturday morning I got called up, and I was the I got there really quickly. It was a small town, so I yeah. got there very, very quickly. I pulled this kid out of the pool. Um, he was not breathing. Started doing CPR. Asked him what his name was. His name was Logan. I uh, had just had a baby boy who was about two years old at the time named Logan. Uh-uh. Mm. And this kid mm. looked very much like him. Are you fucking serious? Dead mm. serious. Mm. So a uh, helicopter came. That kid died. And that one, uh, that one messed with me. I had a very difficult time externalizing things. I would internalize a lot of things. That was how how long how far into your career was this? Uh, into my so I left the jail after about three years, and that was probably less than one year into my patrol. So I was in this less than four years. Do you, do you call your kid Logan by his middle name? I should. I know, right? I that should. Fuck, no, seriously, it, that would fuck yes. with you. No, Damn. I don't. Yeah. It messed me up, and and still to this day, there's probably some lingering effects to that. I, there's probably some, some well, insecurities say, or some issues that so I have. So you're you're maybe five years into your career, and here you are, 22, almost. Well, let's let's call it 22 mm-hmm. years. Now you're done. So 17 years later. You still remember that. We that's the first question you Saturday. Like, yep. And I don't even have to Saturday. I don't even have to Holy think shit. about it. Damn. That's what I remember. And it's things like that. That happened you fast huh. forward about three years. There was another situation with a uh little girl, a redheaded girl, died of SIDS in her uh crib, a little bow in her hair. Her name was Lily. At that time I had a baby named Lily who was a redhead girl. You're making this so, shit up. I'm not making it up. So you need to stop naming your kids trendy names. Yeah. That's all I'm gathering <laughs> here. Go with like Rupert. Yeah. Ain't, shit, ain't shit happened to my daughter Sadie yet. <laughs> Wait, I don't knock on wood, that's messed up. Oh, no, shit. Those are the things like I would internalize and that took a lot of you know, people will say cops are cynical, cops are dicks, this, that, and the other. There's truth to that, but it's a it's a protection mechanism and i learned to put that up i learned it because of these incidents maybe i did become a little bit insensitive to people in situations but it was because i was kind of protecting me mm-hmm. i was sick of going to my son logan's death over and over and over again yeah mm-hmm. i was sick of going to my daughter lily's death over and over and over mm-hmm. again so you do you put up these walls and and they they make you seem a little bit like a dick and i get that so here's what i hear when you tell me these stories so you left the jail where you dealt with an array of people mm. And you go to a small town, which would I hear when you say small town, I, you went with a bunch of white people. Yep. Right? You didn't deal with many minorities. And we got to talk about the climate now and policing. Sure. Uh-huh. All right. So you started in what? 2000? Right. I, I, I was alive in 2000, so was yep. Wood here. Yeah, I was around. Um, yep. And things that have happened in the past three years now. It, it's a totally different thing. So when you came upon uh, blacks, Mexicans, 
Asians, I uh, fucking Indians, whatever. Uh, what, can you call, what, which one's the Indians? Uh, Indians or so Indians? You got, you you got, got Indians, natives and you got Indians. So Native Americans are here. Yeah, yeah. Native and then American. the Indians are from India. Yes. Yeah. All right. I still think that, and and I, whether it's PC or not, I don't know, but I still think people call. Natives Indians here. Yeah, I, th- okay. I think that, they're yeah. starting to shy away from it, but you're right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I think it still happens. I, I, so. I have a very good. Um, I'm going to say native friend, and he's like Indians fine with me. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, so right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't Anywho, know. Yeah. you started dealing with people with different color skin than you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Was, was that hard for you at all? Because you played hockey too. That's a white fucking sport. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> right. So <laughs> yeah. you can say certain sports are white or not. Hockey, you, I, yeah, hundred percent. Right. Yeah. It's a white sport. <laughs> when, when you when you think high, when I see black people out there playing hockey, I'm like, God damn, you had a rough ride, man. No, no first of all, <laughs> this, this rough is like ride. Selma in 1954. You, you know yes. what I mean? <laughs> yes. Front of the school bus yeah. shit, right? Like you got to give them mad respect for being out there. Yes. Absolutely, I'm with you. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, so to answer your question, uh, gosh. No, there there wasn't much of a uh, a difference in the way that I treated people. Now, look, you, you could talk all no, day I, long. I'm not saying you treated people different, right? But I'm saying um, culturally. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and Wood we're, we're tight, yeah. right? Right. But Wood knows there's things from my culture mm-hmm. that are different than what he grew up with. Yep. Right. Vice versa. Right. And, and all I can speak of is my experiences, and I can tell you that what helped me in that regard with my experiences was a living in Mexico for two years. Mm-hmm. In Mexico, as a white dude who could not speak the language for about eight months or so, damn. Uh, <clears throat> I I was I kind of feel like a dick for saying this, but I was on the receiving end of some some racist shit. I I was told over and over again, "Hey, white boy, go home. You're not welcome here." This this type of thing. So, and I also realized while I was there that uh, my culture, my way of living, is not the norm when you're looking at a global perspective they live totally differently so i was able to draw from that bring it back realize that there are differences in culture um so generally speaking i didn't see any any issue personally with the officers that i dealt with uh as having problems while dealing with minority races you say you and the officers you, you... the officers i dealt with i did not come across that maybe with a couple of exceptions and those exceptions are probably uh, as a result of, of a degree of ignorance, not a, a degree of malice on their end. Well, racism is ignorance, but it can turn right. into malice. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, that's where, you know, uh, and I don't even know how to go about it. Like, they, and, they said and, some... And keep in mind, right? I'm not asking you to speak for all white people or yeah, yeah, all yeah. cops. I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about your thing. So don't, don't feel like you're qualified to speak for all cops. Right. Because I'm going to say, I, I got family members on the job, mm-hmm. right? And I understand each... Sometimes somebody's just an asshole, and they're an asshole mm. whether they're a fucking baseball player, professional, yeah. or whether they're a fucking mayor of a city, or whether they're a fucking a grocery store clerk, or whether they're a mailman or a fucking cop. Right. That person's going to be an asshole no matter where you stick yeah. them. Yeah. So I understand that. Yeah. So I, I just want you to understand. Yeah. I'm not trying to pinpoint you. I'm just no, asking no. you that question. And, and you're fine. So so from, from my perspective, personally, did I uh, see... Uh, incidences of, of racism among police officers towards any degree, uh, any minority. I didn't personally interact with that. Uh, but uh, I'm not so ignorant as to say that that didn't happen. It didn't happen with me around. Uh, but I, I also worked in small agencies uh, for the first half of my career. Second half was with larger agencies. But I, I honestly never personally saw it. Okay. Again, my ears would. Yeah. I hear larger agency. Mm-hmm. What do I hear? 
What do I hear, Wood? I don't know. Larger agency. God damn it, Wood. I thought you. <laughs> I just talked about how tight we were. When I, I hear I, larger agency, I'm going to say there's more people of minority yes. oh, yeah, persuasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Well, uh, don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, to, motherfucker, to my, get on my fucking. To my defense. Now he's kissing my ass. No, in my defense, I've. I've been helping you with that bottle of uh, salted caramel, and, and the fact that I'm not glossed over 100% is surprising because I'm I'm to be honest with our listeners, uh, thank goodness this releases Sunday um, because I'm struggling. Do you know how I know? Because when you're talking, uh, he kind of does this. He kind of squints his eyes uh-huh. like this. Yeah. Yeah, and I, that's how I know. Yeah, um, yeah. I start, I, yeah. I, I'm deciding if I want to speak cursive yeah. or not. And so, I know exactly where you're going with this, Keith. <laughs> uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're saying that in a larger agency, you're going to have more of a diverse population, correct. right? And so there's bound to be more uh, uh, contact uh, among different uh, cultural right. cultures, things yeah. like that. And you're exactly right. I did see that. And uh, what I found was that in these larger agencies, there tended to be more training about how to how to interact culturally with these different cultures you know because also with a larger agency i'm not talking about uh, working for an agency of 300 white dudes right right uh so we worked in an agency that was very culturally diverse uh, that met in large part the cultural diversity of the population that it served so my first agency eight dudes we are all eight white dudes yep Without question. Mm-hmm. And we, we served an agency that was largely a white population. Okay. I moved to a larger agency down the Salt Lake Valley where there's uh, almost 300 officers. Uh, the population is lar- is very diverse. You got blacks, you got whites, you got Polynesians, you got Hispanics. But the police agency also had that. Now, okay. it, I admittedly, it probably was not at the right proportion. It pro- We could have done much better at uh, some of our hiring practices. Okay. But but we received some, some much better training about how how to go about those interactions. So and, and you spent some time in Mexico, so you speak that shit. Huh? Mm-hmm. I do speak that so shit. You, so you down mm-hmm. there with the, the yeah. little Latin and girls I'll tell you, in there. It creeped yeah. some people out yeah, so. when <laughs> the, there was a dude. I know shit. So my smaller agency, I worked with an officer Garcia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This guy was whiter than any white guy you've ever met. Officer Garcia, he looked Hispanic, did not speak Spanish. We went on Uh. a we went on a domestic violence call, and it was a Hispanic family that only spoke Spanish. They get there and they look at the the name tags. They got my name tag, and they got Garcia's name tag. So they're over there like talking to him. Yeah, (laughs) Officer Garcia sweating. Officer Garcia would then look at me, and I would do the translate, and then this family's eyes was like. Fucking hilarious! Like what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite memories. Yeah, yeah. but you, you banging Garcia's sister, aren't you? <laughs> That's probably what they thought. They're like, "There's only one explanation for this shit." Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! I, I, I was gonna say something. I don't know. I, I. Okay. You know, I think I'm gonna take. I'm not gonna take a break. I'm gonna take a pause in our conversation here okay. with Ryan. And I tease this throughout the week that we have a special announcement. Oh, shit. So if you've made it um, <clears throat> one hour into this podcast. We're an hour in? Are we an hour yeah, in? Yeah, we're an hour in. Yeah. Wow. So uh, time flies when you're having fun. So if you. <laughs> time flies when you're avoiding the cops. <laughs> that is true. And if you uh, made it this far in, I've been teasing out that we've got a special announcement, some exciting news. I don't know if it's exciting or not, but here it is. People have been asking me what the fucking news is, and I'm yeah. like. I don't know. <laughs> well, I have no idea what the news would. is. Yeah. <laughs> well, you do know. I just made it sound a little bit more exciting than it probably really is. But it is um, it is a change for So What You're Saying. 
for almost five years now, four and a half years, we've been doing the same thing on the same day, week after week after week. Have Fucking we up our livers. Yep. Yeah. Every Sunday evening without fail. Liver gets That's his ass kicked. Okay. Well, from this day forward, mm-hmm. so what you're saying is going to go live every Friday. We're going to record on Fridays. Okay, say, I, say mostly Fridays. Mostly Fridays. Right, Am right. I part but, of an inaugural situation here? Yes. Part of a what? <laughs> don't make me say it again. <laughs> inaugural. Staggles How did a, I say yeah. it? I don't know. It, but it am I matter. part of an inaugural? Yep, that one. <laughs> inaugural. Yeah, yeah you uh-huh. are. So Fridays is when we're going to go live from now on. Well, mostly Fridays from now on we're going to go live. Now, we'll probably release this because this does a couple of things. One, he gives us a weekend to destroy our liver for three days in a row. And it secondly um, gives me two additional days to edit this thing that sometimes, you know, I'm, uh, I'm putting on a rush. Mumble fest. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> audio only is still going to be released Sunday nights as usual. But if you want to watch this live, which a lot of you are jumping over and watching the video, know that you can get that a couple days early now on Fridays. I like how you did this in the middle of a podcast where you just fucking just like yeah, just... yeah. I gotta make them wait for it. I mean, we got enough people right now hanging around wondering what's going on. There it is, guys. Live Fridays, audio as normal on um. Oh, let me let me Sunday. Uh, audio as normal on Sundays, guys. So check us out as you always would. But um. Here we go. Uh, we got uh, we got Bruce over here. He says that he's destroying his liver with us tonight. So here we go. Let's keep on going. Bruce, become a veteran. Right? <laughs> do it. Do it to the point you don't even have to talk about that. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's, it's unsaid. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. thank you, Bruce, yes. for hanging out with us. All right. So you, you're talking to Puerto Ricans. You're, you're, Puerto you're, Ricanos. You're naming your kid after people that you encounter, which is weird to me. Yeah. That's like a yeah. pet cemetery it's to like me. It's like a head. Is, right. Yeah. 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 Right. That feels like um, it. You, you, you run it, and you had a small agency. You said you went to another agency, yeah, which I, wasn't as big, and I've you worked went to for, a large agency. Yep, I've worked for a handful of I worked for the, the sheriff's office in the jail. Then I worked for a small police agency. Eight people. Yeah, eight people. As a police officer and a school resource officer to jail. Eight white guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when you moved to the next agency, <laughs> did you have any girls? Yep. Or anybody? My next agency was a little bit of a bigger agency, still considered a small agency. We had girls, and we had a, we had a couple of mi- minorities that okay. worked there. What, what minorities? Uh, we had a Hispanic gal. So we kind of a did double. Did she speak Spanish? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In did fact, you bang, I was. Did I you was, bang her? No. No. I, because you spoke Spanish. I mean. Yeah, no, no, no. Because <laughs> that's what happens. You I speak was terrified. Spanish, you I was terrified to speak Spanish <laughs> with her. Speak pornos. Spanish. <laughs> Spanish was her her a natural language, so I was scared to speak it with her because she would judge me. But yes, uh, uh, and then after, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm not going to say the obvious joke right, with the judging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay. yeah. Go ahead. Right. So anyhow, so you you how how long did you work at the second? Agency? I was there for ten years. I was there for a long time. Right, I loved it. Uh, but then you loved it so much you left. Right. <laughs> you know what though. Money, Thanks, guys, money signs started to flash in my eyes. What There's is, what is the cop started at? So you started in 2000. What did, was a cop making? I started at twelve dollars and twelve cents an hour. No, I'm being I, serious. Dead serious. That's what no, I I'm being serious. Where'd you start at? Damn, twelve dollars and twelve cents an hour. And my uh, my every paycheck, I was getting, mm. and it's easy to remember. I was getting six hundred and sixty six dollars and sixty six cents every two weeks. Damn, that was that's curse. You should have known that, that you were gonna watch your children die over and over with that number. Right. I I remember, I was. That's kind of a dick thing. To say. <laughs> I was. I can't believe you said that. 
I was slightly managing. <laughs> I was managing a blockbuster making that much money because that was I like. I saw my future as like the owner of all the blockbusters, and that's how much I was making at Blockbuster. Oh For the record, I wouldn't have chosen to make that to watch my child die over and over again. But uh, it, it, you're, you're right. There, there is a look. Cops don't 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 become cops to become rich. There, there's a there's a draw for a good retirement package. I, it's half a bottle. Leave me alone. Let him keep talking. He's saying something about getting rich. He's talking about his kids dying and shit. Let him go. Okay. So at the jail, did you get stabbed at the jail? Did anybody try and stab you? Uh, you get shanked. I think that's what I you did not get, I did you not. I stopped some shankings, but I did not get oh. shanked. Any, any, anybody ever, uh, you you ever sh- shoot at anybody? Anybody ever shoot at you at your first two agencies? Uh, let's say no. I watched a couple people commit suicide right in front of me, blow their heads off. Huh? Is that something you want to talk about? I'll talk. I, I I'll talk about it. I got All the problem. Right. What do you, what happened? Uh, so first one, first one was a uh, a police chase. Dude stole a gun, stole a truck. We started chasing him. I did a pit maneuver, spun his truck you out. Did a what? what pit maneuver? Uh, you've seen it. It's where the cop car kind of kind of spins out the rear end of the of the so car he's cr- chasing. It's when they crash into the back of the. You can say crash, so I suppose, like but it mm-hmm. spins it out, spins them out. And then I stopped right next to it because I'm a dumbass. I stopped right next to the driver's door. He pulled up a gun. I drew my gun. I got stuck okay, in my seatbelt. Okay, slow belt. the fuck down, please. Yeah, <laughs> it's going 100 miles hold on, an hour. Hold on, let me finish and then and then follow up with your question. Okay. I got stuck next. So driver's side to driver's side, got stuck. I jumped out because I saw him pull a gun up. I drew my gun. I got stuck in my seatbelt. I drew down the guy. Guy put the gun to his head, blew his head off, and that's my story. Did you still shoot him? I did not still shoot him. Blew his head off before I shot him. But it was close enough that I didn't know. It was one of those weird situations where you're involved that I was prepared to shoot him, and I didn't know when I heard the report of the gunshot and his head blowing up. I didn't know if it was him that shot or me that shot. It was kind of one what of those. What are you talking weird... about? You didn't know if it's him or you. It's you, a... you don't know if you shoot somebody. It's a weird situation. See, that's the thing. Uh, that's the I thing. think I need to drink more. <laughs> Here you go. Um, <laughs> so what, no, a pit I'm gonna pass out. I gotta, yeah. I gotta keep going. What the fuck is a pit maneuver? A pit maneuver is sta- pit stands for uh, pursuit intervention technique. So you'll see it on TV all the time. You have a a person running from police in the in the vehicle. Police officer right behind him. Police officer comes up, touches the front end of the police officer's car to the rear end of the suspect car, moves just a little bit. Suspect car spins out. That's oh, the pit maneuver. You're making me want to do that on a freeway. Dude, but it's those cool. motherfuckers driving slow. It's yeah, cool. yeah. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, it is cool. Apparently, yeah. apparently on um, what days today? Friday. I don't typically drive around on Friday during the day, but I did today for mm-hmm. various reasons. Apparently, everybody that drives slow is driving today, uh, or was driving today, and I wanted to do that to every one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could <laughs> have ram it. them off the road. Just Get call it a guy. crash, but I... yeah, you could. <laughs> so, so, so. That was one, and, and then what else did you have? Uh, another one, me and my buddies, it was a situation where they said they hadn't heard from their family member in several days. They thought something was wrong. We got to the house. We went inside. Uh, there was still lingering what you, smoke. You, you act like you – see, this is what bothers me with you guys. You make it sound like you can just walk in anybody's house. We went there. We went inside. Mm-hmm. The people ran in the house. I was going to run in after them. Great question. What the fuck, man? So this was a this you call it a welfare check, right? There is a dude that has not been answering family's uh, questions. They've been texting. It's been weird. We're afraid he's in there dead or hurt. I know what a welfare check is, and okay. it doesn't sound like that. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so welfare check is on the first and the fifteenth. So I don't know what right. the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, and the, and back in the day, it, it had perforated edges. Yeah, right. You're right. 
So what, 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 do, what do you mean oh, welfare check? That shit struck me funny. That's this funny. doesn't sound like the one my mother was waiting no. for, okay? No, uh-uh. no. None family, of those checks showed up. worried about the welfare of this person. They think maybe Their well-being. he's dead or hurt. They're his well-being. So why don't they go over there? They did, but they couldn't get in. Uh, you know, and had they kicked the door in to go in and check, that would have been all well and good. Why didn't they, they do it? For whatever reason. Okay. They didn't. They called police. So in situations like that, we're not trying to go in and arrest anybody. So for if any I'm situation. in my house watching porn for three days straight, yep. and Ooh. my neighbor we, hasn't police seen me, might kick that shit in. And, and catch me with my meat in my hand. Mm-hmm. As long as you. But I'll tell you what. Well, if you've done it forty-two times, remember that'll kill you. I'll tell you what. If 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 you're in there, family's worried about you. Call the police. We'll show up. We might kick your door in. We'll walk in. We'll see you jerking off to porn. We're gonna be like, hey, we we're sorry. We want to make sure you're good, and we're gonna turn around, and walk away, and leave. But you can get shot like that, kicking in somebody's door, especially in this state where a lot of people have guns. Yeah. So don't yeah. you have to be yep. careful with that shit. You betcha. Yeah. It's not it's not anything that is taken lightly. So you you get the call. Mm-hmm. You go in there, and it's I don't know ten. 1016, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Or 10, 1067, is that, is 1087, 1087, 1045, right? <laughs> so you walk in there with a 1045 on your mind. Mm-hmm. No, that's a 1039. You walk in there with a 1039 on your mind, you kick the door in, and that's okay. You can just walk up and kick the fucking door in on a 1039. It, un, under certain situations where we're just trying to, you know, check on the welfare of the person. We think maybe they're in there hurt, something so like that. So you're breaking my and, door for my health. Right, but I am not trying to... The problem would be is we're trying to... Uh, if we're trying to arrest you, something like that, we're trying to bring charges upon you. I can't just go kick it in your door. That shit's going to get suppressed in court, right? I want to make sure you're okay. I'm not going to bring any charges on you or anything like that. What's the crime against sitting in my house for four days because no nobody saw me? No so crime. why are you kicking in my door? And there's been instances of that. There's been instances where we have had a similar situation. We'll go in, we'll kick the door in. We're like, bah, we're going to find a dead body in here. Boom. And we just see some dude jerking off, and he's like, I didn't want to oh, talk you, to my family. You've literally seen situation that? Situation similar to that. And uh, you know what we do? We're, help him we, finish. We, <laughs> yeah. After that. You, you okay. called Dustin. So, yeah. So after that... <laughs> <laughs> After that, we kind of we wipe our it. mouths, right? Some, what? Oh, yeah. We'll wipe our mouths off. We'll be like, "Hey, we're sorry." So we will bet. We'll act, and I've done this. I've apologized. I've explained. Hey, we came here because we thought maybe you were in here hurt or dead. Your family's worried about you. We leave, and then I arrange to fix the door that I just kicked in because you come in on a Saturday. You with your tool belt and fix it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a qualified professional show up to fix it. Really. You betcha, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you you can maybe... That's weird I, to me. Because somebody hasn't seen me for X amount of days, you can come and fucking boot my door. They, they have to have... Family has to have a legitimate reason, right? I mean, if we say... If they say, we haven't heard from him in a few days, this is weird, and they'll be like, well, when's the last time you heard from Anybody him? Anybody can say that, though. Right, but if we say, when's the yeah. last time you heard from him, and they say, well, back in 2009, is when he called us, we'd be like, we're not going to kick in his door, right? But if they're like, we talk to him every day. We haven't heard from him Anybody in four days. Anybody can say that, though. Right, yeah. and we can kick in the door for that. Just to check. I, 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 That's if, incredible. Man. So if you don't show up to the woodshed next week, I might think it's Sunday. Yeah, and it's yeah. Friday. Yeah. Don't get I your days mixed up. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. kick. I'm gonna, gonna kick, kick your shit door. in. That's okay. <laughs> yes. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, well, well, I don't want to. I don't want a blanket statement. Anything, but under certain situations in which the, it's the better judgment of, of law enforcement and family, whoever's involved in that situation, that that is the best course of action. You bet. Yeah. Mm. That sounds like a fireman situation to me. Yeah. Like, cause firemen got all you those know what? Cool tools you know shit. what? This bullshit. What? I'm just gonna say this is bullshit. Oh boy! Mm. You're talking about public service, right? Yeah. Everyone's like firemen. Mm, I cream in my pants, firemen, right? <laughs> because they they show up. Mm, my family needs help. They show up and save me. They're so hot in their muscles and their hoses mm. and shit. You know what? It's bullshit. Cause cops are the first ones that show up, 100 percent of the time. What do you mean? If there's an emergency. Family needs help. Someone's choking. 
right? I won't say 100% of the time, but someone's choking. There's an emergency. It's the patrol officer that arrives first, right? Tries to help out as best they can. And then the firemen and their fire trucks show up. <laughs> Everything's awesome. Everyone loves them. They show up in their awesome turnout. And then they, they, they grab the baby that I just saved. And all of a sudden it's the firemen that are the hero. Okay. Right, no firemen. You know, God bless them. So you say well, firemen but cops show, show up first, news. right? Well, cops would... get the bad rep because we take daddy to jail. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I've had a mom say to her kids, "Oh, mm, officer so and so showed up because he's going to take your daddy to jail." Okay, scaring the kids to death. Yes, there we take kids, we take people to jail. Well, but to we be also fair, save lives. To be fair, the firefighters have. Um... Nice calendars. Yeah, they got calendars. So, I could show you a cop calendar. I mean, you don't want the one that I'm starring in, <laughs> but I could show you some cop calendars. So you were a cop for 22 years. Yeah. What movie or TV show is the most accurate of cop life? Ooh, jeez. Well, Alex, I, I, what gonna, is none? That's a great question. I'm going to go Mark for Death with Charles Bronson. Never saw it. Okay, I'm going to go a, a Dirty Harry movie, Lethal Weapon, Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> oh, no. Bad Boys. So here, truth. I can't. I can't it's gotta watch. Gotta be bad boys. I can't watch cop movies. I, period. That's it. I can't watch cop movies. I have never once seen a cop movie that I find anywhere near reality. I find them all disgusting and Hollywood. Uh, There's laden. nothing that's even close. No, I no. Honestly, if I'm being honest with you, no, I have not found a Hollywood movie that legitimately depicts law enforcement. Period. End of discussion. What are they missing? Everything. Whoa! Uh, uh, um, general police tactics, uh, uh, their communications with people, the fact that uh, the tin codes, the tin the codes, tin are all codes. fucked up. Okay, no, yeah. the, the fact that that every police movie mm-hmm. I've ever seen shows a bunch of dumbass patrol officers showing up and tripping over each other. Meh. Okay. We don't know what to do. And then you have these suave ass detectives showing up in their suit and ties uh-huh. and barking out orders. There is nothing that I, I find legitimate about a police movie. I just really? like the ladies that show up and they're wearing like their low cut shirts and they're like, hey, oh, hey, sure, ain't nothing wrong with that. I'll watch oh, a cop okay. show for things like that. Like, okay. Do you but have I'm, any children? So you want like, one? E- even like Law and Order. That's not close. Either? No, really. There is nothing. Vincent and fucking uh, Stanton. Never seen it. So well, what do you mean you never seen it? SVU. Oh, okay. law and you're order? still yeah. talking Law and Order. Uh, yeah, I have seen it. No, that is not true to law enforcement at all. There is really? nothing. I'm trying to think. Hold on. Hold so I was I was reading I was reading the internet. I was I was on the internet. I was reading. They're doing like a like a <laughs> like a bra- a bracket tournament thing, and it was like, <laughs> what are the, some of the best sounds you know to hear? So like Mario hitting his coin, like the ping, and one of them, and I think it was like number seven on the list was the uh, Law and Order um, dun dun thing. Oh, that no, that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. they got so, that locked down. Dick, Dick Wolf really put his foot in that one. <laughs> But you're not down. I don't know what that has to do with anything. No, it's legit. But no, and I'm I'm being completely honest. Aside from, and even the the show Cops, right? The documentary Cops, it has its its issues because if it makes it to the episode of Cops, there's probably a police officer that screwed up royally to the point where that becomes entertaining to watch. Now, if I'm at work, I'm doing everything by the book, and I'm keeping things you know, within policy, it's not going to be entertaining to watch. Okay. I'm either going to make an uneventful arrest and go to jail, or I'm going to take a report and go home. Okay, hold up. This just came to me. Um, what about Dog, the bounty hunter? <laughs> Isn't he a cop? Somebody wrote that First in? of all, he's not a cop. No, no. no, no not he, a cop at no, all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no. what is, what is, what's Dog? I, what's the difference between Dog and, like... <laughs> 
I don't know. The guy that runs with the red and blues on the So my understanding of Dog the Bounty Hunter is dude has no arrest authority. He works he he works and What are you talking about? He puts handcuffs on everybody. Yeah, he they'll wrestles do I, just, so I worked as an eighteen year old, I worked as a, a undercover security guy for local uh uh Smith's food warehouse, right? What? I'd go pre- How'd I'd, you skip over that? I'm sorry, you're right. <laughs> 18 years old, barely able to do this, carry handcuffs. I would walk around a grocery store pretending to push around a cart, mm-hmm. and I would watch for people stealing shit. Okay. And if I would find someone stealing something, I'd wait for them to walk past the checkout line, and I'd go meet them at the gate, at the door, and I'd put handcuffs off them, on and you, them. And you, and say, and you say, I told my mama today I'm going to lie. I'd look at my buddy and say, book him, Dano. <laughs> yeah. Hawaii like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'd take them upstairs. We'd call the local police agency who'd come and do their thing and either take them to jail or give them a ticket and send them on their way. Uh-huh. Boring. Okay. My job was fun. I'd put handcuffs on people. It's Dude, it's not... There is no TV show or movie out there that I think is legitimate. So what is the day like mm-hmm. as a cop? What do you do? You get dressed. You, you Tell me you wore a cup because I would think any girl nope. would try and kick... Nope. You don't wear a fucking cup? Didn't wear a cup. You don't worry Seems about getting dangerous. your balls kicked in. Did you wear one I in never hockey? Once, 22 years, I did as in a hockey player. Yeah, I was oh. much more likely to get a puck to the nuts as, a, as somebody <laughs> kicking me in the nuts in patrol. Really? Yeah, never once happened in 22 years. Okay. Never got kicked wow. in the nuts. I straddled a fence or two in which my feet slipped, and I fell on the fence and <laughs> kind of hit my nuts. That was my fault. Yeah, that's yeah. all you. Yeah. Right, so what is the day like? So here you go. You get dressed. You tell your mama. I'm the law, and you yeah. walk out the door. Now what? Yeah. So I uh, early on in my career, I was I was stoked to go to work. Mm-hmm. I'd like be get, I'd be gearing up, putting my uniform on like an hour before I was supposed to go. I was excited. Mm-hmm. It's a Friday night. Things are gonna be mm-hmm. exciting. I'd get geared up. I'd go out the door. I'd meet my buddies. We'd go to Seven Eleven, get a coffee, get a drink. We'd talk a donut. About, yep. Get, you get a donut. Get do- hey. First of all, I'm not at all offended hey, by people who say cops like donuts, donuts because donuts are badass. Everybody thinks donuts are badass. Yeah. yeah. So, I've always thought that was stupid. Yeah. Like, I like donuts. Yeah, so, so that's stupid. <laughs> we go get a donut, go get a coffee, whatever we get. We talk about how badass oh, the night's going to be. Can I give you some more mindless yeah. trivia? Yeah. The reason why they say cops like donuts is because in New York City... Back in the day, the only place open 24 hours was the donut Don't, shop. Yeah. And that's where yep. all the cops went. Yeah. And that's where it started. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so, even, even yeah, when I got I hired in, in, in 2000, it was like at uh, at 3 in the morning, you got your 7-Eleven. And mm-hmm. that is all you have available to you is the local 7-Eleven. You can get your, your donuts, your coffee, or your Coke. Why is 7-Eleven 7-Eleven and not 24-Eleven? Because back in the day, they were open from 7 in the morning to 11 at night. I know, yeah. but then... As I know, oh, it, I thought as you wanted like real trivia. No, no, I did. I okay. I appreciate it because I want to let everybody else know that as even me as a child, I remember Seven Eleven is twenty four hours. Yeah. So Seven Eleven from seven to eleven didn't last long. No, it didn't. <clears throat> yeah. When I went to Cancun, you know that there's a Seven Eleven on the beach in Cancun. Yeah. Just open twenty four hours. Yeah. Uh huh. In case you ever want to. You know, go to Cancun. It was beautiful. They sold yeah. ecstasy, didn't they? <sighs> I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about no ecstasy. Ah, I don't care. I'm not a cop I'm anymore. No, that's no regrets. That's we got the bag, yeah. right? <laughs> so so anyhow, here you are. Day's a cop. You put your uniform on. You dress uh, an hour exciting. before. Go meet my buddies at work. We talk about how badass. We're going to make some stops. We're going to find dope. Nine times out of ten, I would drive in circles all night long. I'd maybe find a, a traffic ticket here or there. And then I would watch YouTube back at the office from like 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. and then go home. Wait. So I was told by somebody one time who was a cop or used to be a cop or might have been a cop at the time. I can't remember. They said the best time to speed is in the rain because cops don't get out their car in the rain. Is oh. there any- 
I, I get the reasoning, but it doesn't it doesn't hold water for me. I'd get out in the car. I'd get oh. out. I'd be pissed about it, and you'd be more likely to get a ticket because I'm standing out there getting wet. Okay, uh, I better stop my practice. But yeah, so I, that's, I, that's I, your I, choice to get out there. That's and get my wet. choice. That's my choice. So I gotta get a so ticket because you're pissed off. Yeah, there are some cops that'd be like, yeah, he's going 17 over the speed limit. I don't I don't want to get wet. Those cops exist. Uh, but we all have a limit. You know, my limit might be 20 over. If you get do 20 over, I'm going to pull you over. 20, and 20 over? Holy shit. Yeah. Thank you for that. Are yeah. there a lot like you out there? Think about I it. Think if you're, so. if you're like, what's like in my neighborhood here where I'm at? It's like 25. 25 if yeah. you're doing 20 over, you're 45 in my street. Yeah, that's no, a ticket. You'll get I'm, a ticket. Yeah, I'm throwing, I'm throwing rocks at I'm your window. I'm talking about the freeway. Like the freeway, oh. you'll sp- I'll speed. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, that's, everyone speeds. Right. So it's 70, you're doing 90. I didn't well, mess with that freeway fast. stuff. That's highway patrol. I didn't mess with that freeway stuff. Oh, so you don't have jurisdiction everywhere? Jurisdiction would have been, I mean, I could have gone up and pulled someone over, but, you know, I mean, that's that's their thats their main priority. Freeways are scary. Honestly, I pulled some cars over on the freeway, and I'm up there talking to the driver. You got cars right next to you zipping by at 70 miles an hour. It's mm-hmm. terrifying. I didn't want anything to do with that. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's so statewide jurisdiction, though. You can, oh. what do you, so you're good anywhere in the state? Anywhere in the state. Not the country. I thought George Bush passed something where you good everywhere in the country. I could I could carry my weapon anywhere in the country oh, as a police officer. But that didn't mean you were a cop everywhere. That doesn't mean I could go and pull someone over. Well, that wouldn't make state. sense to if like, like somebody from Texas or Florida comes to Utah and tries. I'd be like, bitch, what? Who are you? Yeah, it's a state certification. Make, each okay. state, unless you're a federal agent, you know, each okay. state has their own certification a- process. Elliot Ness. What now? Elliot Ness. What the fuck? You guys don't know who Elliot Ness is? Mm-mm. Sounds important, he though. He took down fucking uh, Al Capone. Oh. God, right there. I'm, you sounds like a New York career. problem. Any hooch that'd be Chicago. <laughs> okay, sounds like a Chicago problem. But now I'm going <laughs> to... That sounds like shy town messed about, up. About unsolved crimes. Have you ever seen... So you were on patrol the whole time? No, no, no. I did patrol for a handful of years, and then I... Sounds I like was... a lot of fucking years, because you went to this agency, <laughs> that agency, Yeah, I worked, agency, I worked for agency. four different... One, two, three, four, five different agencies. Five. I was patrol... I only uh, counted four. So you went to the jail, then jail, you did the small, small town, then you did a little small town, a, then you did the big town. Big we town. had we had minorities. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Right. We, had, we had us some minorities yeah, in right. that town. <laughs> <laughs> and then where'd you go after that? Uh, then I went to work for the, the state of Utah, the, the Utah Attorney General's office is where oh, I worked oh. for, for the last couple of years. Yeah. Oh, okay. right. The exciting job of fighting uh, Medicaid crime. Yeah. Medicaid crime. Okay. Which, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, hey, which hey, one's on. Medicaid? Which one's Medicare? <laughs> I get confused. Oh, point. I can tell you oh, exactly yeah. how I figured that out. Wait, I no, no, yeah, no, so, I don't know. So which someone is told which? me that. So Medicare, and this is an insensitive way of saying it, Medicare mm-hmm. is regarding people that we care about, the elderly, the people who put in their time. Oh, shit. oh boy. People we care about, the elderly. Dude, what are you about Medicaid. to say? <laughs> it's, what are you about to insensitive. say? Medicaid for people looking for a handout. I'm just kidding. Okay. No, for Medicaid is people people that are like uh, uh, don't qualify for Medicare, right? They're not elderly. They're not uh, disabled, things like that. Out of a job, people that uh, maybe don't want to work qualify for Medicaid. So we aid those that need aid. We care for those we care for. It's insensitive, I know. Yeah, you can get all the comments you want. That's how I was able to figure it out. So you being the type of guy that wanted to be a cop since the word go. Since you were a little kid, Mm -hmm. you fucking pre-recorded cops, which is weird to me. It is weird. He said VHS, mind you. He said VHS. Holy shit, that's going back. I I recorded Cheers' last episode on VHS, (gasps) so I can relate. But you you being that type of guy, did you ever go over other 
cases and like look at them and say I could solve this shit like unsolved cases I'm well, talking yeah, like, like the Black Dahlia yeah, no let me tell you I'm yeah. talking so, like the Zodiac Killer I'm yeah. talking like you know uh, just unsolved murders across yeah. the nation did you ever pull up shit from Michigan I'm gonna yes. solve this case let me tell Ooh, you what that's great not Michigan but when I got started when I became a detective I thought I was a good detective I started I started looking at these crimes I'm like boom I'm solving my cases uh, I, I started looking into cases and I started thinking that I could solve these these older cases I pulled up some cold cases and I looked at them and I immediately backed up. I'm like, nope, I don't want anything to do with this because they're <laughs> they're cold for a reason. It's not cold uh. because the cops got lazy or anything like that. They're cold because it's some hard shit to solve. Okay. Mm. So I looked at some thinking I was Billy Badass and I backed out like, nope, that is a hard case to solve. There's some issues. So, mm. yeah, if it's cold, it's not because of lazy. Some, usually it's not because of lazy cop work. Usually it's because there is some complications to that case that makes it very difficult okay. to solve. Okay, so I asked you a little while ago, were you on patrol the whole time, and did you do anything? Did you do SWAT? Did you do, you didn't do dogs because I think you're. I'm terrified of dogs. <laughs> terrified wasn't of interested. Dogs. Yeah, no. So I did. So you don't own a dog right now. I do own a dog. It's a it's a it's a uh, Labrador Retriever. She's adorable. Oh yeah, that thing's yeah. not gonna she hurt anybody. So you can put her under your arm like a pheasant. Yeah, right? yeah. She's sweet. It would hold its breath until it was about to yeah, die. Yeah, she would go, look at she would I'm look at me with die. a single tear and be like, "This seems wrong, owner, but okay." <laughs> I do this for you. Yeah, I'll do this for you. She's like, a like, that, like Omen Damien, I did this for you. <laughs> Other people's dogs scare me. So yeah, I was a I was a uh, patrol officer. I was a detective. Uh, did sex crimes investigations. I did homicide investigations. I did officer involved shooting investigations. Uh, major crime stuff. Right, so wait a minute. That sounds like major crimes to fucking me. All the shit you just said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is yeah. a major crime if that's not a major <laughs> yeah. crime? Well, yeah, that's, that's maybe, a maybe just maybe just a branch. Uh, because you're right. Homicide and officer-involved shootings are major crimes and but sex those, crimes. I would say so right, because we crimes. just talked about how we should be able to take them out before. I'd but, love to yeah, smoke yeah. those. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish that was my job. Like, so sex, taking a baseball bat and beating somebody that raped somebody. To yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It feels like it feels like Dexter um, type stuff. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we have a couple questions that just came in. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read um, them in reverse order because I like it that way. Yeah. Um, is it would like it reverse? <laughs> <laughs> is it true they have a monthly ticket quota to meet? I love that question because it's true. You it's got to be true because there is my some, ass. there is a lot of truth to that. And let me tell you what it is. <laughs> what? It is, yep. There's a lot of truth to that, and it is not a wide-reaching thing. It's not like state. Uh, says you need this. So I worked that second, well, first, second and third agency, small agency, bigger agency, but still small that I worked for. I don't care what you say. I don't care what my coworkers say. They had ticket quotas. If you did not meet your ticket quota at the end of the month, then you could lose some of your pay raise that year. And by definition, that is a ticket quota. So if I was supposed to get two tickets per day on average at the end of the month, and I didn't get two tickets per day on average, at the end of that month, the agency I worked for at the time could withhold a certain percentage of my yearly raise because of that. That is Damn. a quota. That's fucked up. It is absolutely yeah. a dick move, right? Yeah, so why I, would you have a quota? And actually, let me, actually, I said fucked up. And, yeah, and it's fucked up. Yeah. And let me tell you what. There was me and there was a handful of other officers that did not abide by that because we didn't think it was right there were some officers maybe didn't think it was right but they just wrote a lot of tickets because they were dicks and Mm -hmm. it wasn't a problem for them 
I didn't write a lot of tickets. I let a lot of people go. Yeah, but a you lot stop of them and, and notify Absolutely. them. Absolutely, I doing, remember right? being a teenager. I like those cops. I'd let them yeah. go. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yes. I, I had a cop when I was younger. He said, "You know what? You drive with your light." I was in Florida. I pulled out a fucking convenience store, bright lights, big city, Xbox yep. Twenty, yeah. and I pull out and I didn't forget to turn my <laughs> lights on. And I'm driving yeah. down the fucking street and he pulls me over and I'm like, "Yo, um, I, actually, I wasn't like, yo, this is yeah, like yeah, yeah. the early '90s. I had my hands on my steering wheel. I was looking straight ahead because <laughs> you don't want to fucking." Cause no confrontation, right? All right, you see how tight I got my hands down. Right, and right. like, um, I pulled you over because you don't have your lights on. Why don't you have your lights on? I said, because I just pulled out that convenience store and I didn't know I didn't have my lights on. I'm like 19. He's like, okay, and he reached in and turned my lights on. Click, and said, okay, you're good to go. And I was like, oh shit, this is a setup. This motherfucker's gonna, yeah, right. <laughs> He's gonna pit maneuver me when I drive yep. away, right? Yep. <laughs> that happened more times than not. Even oh, even these like shit. suburban suburban area white kids, I'd walk up and ask them, tell them why I pulled them over. They'd give me their reason. Nine times out of ten, it wasn't a bullshit reason. I'd be like, okay, I understand that. We'll drive careful. Mm-hmm. And I'd walk away. I'd sit. I'd be sitting in my police car behind them for like five minutes because they didn't dare pull out. Right. They're like, no, nah, I'm still. He's still waiting on me. You you, you yeah. said suburban white kids, so black people don't live in the suburbs. Is that what you're saying? I know <laughs> in, plenty of black in, people yeah, live in the suburbs. In areas I worked with, now, I didn't. Now, come now we're getting there. So yeah. finish your okay. questions. Oh, oh, we got one, one more, uh, one more question here. Um, this feels like a, like a wrap it up question, but it's not. Even though we're an hour and twenty four minutes into this, we so really? if if uh, you, because it says he, if you had the chance to go back, would you do it all over again, or would you change careers? Ooh, that's a that's, that's good. a good question. Yeah, yeah. that's good. why I said it felt like a, it felt like a wrap up, but it's not. We're not wrapping props, up just yet. Props on that person. So if you could go back and do it all over again, would you do the same thing or would you pick something else? I did the same thing. Uh, for, for me personally, now that, I, now that I'm retired, I'm doing other things. Uh, I was good at being a cop. You know, I, I was good at it. I wasn't, I felt like I was out there for the right reasons. Um, I felt like I was good at it. I would do it again because it was very uh, fulfilling for me. Mm-hmm. And it off, it afforded me an opportunity to, work a solid career for 20 years and then take a pension if that's what I chose to do, which is what I did. I'd do it again. What yeah. do you mean? Take a pension if that's what I chose to do. Did you, what do you, could you, you choose not, not take to the take pension? a pension? Yeah. <laughs> or you, you give it to fucking Barry Sanders because he needs money. Yeah. After 20 years, I hey. still get the pension, but I could have chosen to not retire Listen. and continue oh, to work. Okay. Listen, right. Bobby Bonilla, I know it's 2035, <laughs> but I'm going to give you some of mine. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, but but that's a bit of a, uh, uh, a hypocritical answer because I, I don't encourage my children to become police officers. I have a daughter who wants to do it. She wants to, Why? Run, Why she wants you... to run dogs as a cop. But why wouldn't you? You're scared, number like, one. So yeah, she's, yeah. She's but already just, braver than you. I'll that you, is true. You are, you just did it for twenty yep, years, twenty plus easy. years. Why wouldn't you want your kids to like know, follow in your footsteps? Good you know? question. I know the areas in which I'm fucked up. I know the areas that I have legitimate issues. Watching my children die over and over again, dealing with incompetent leaders, which I know you're going to get in any organization you work for. It's not just law enforcement. Okay. Uh, but. Uh, Poor pay, high risk, things like that. I would en- I encourage my children not to do it. Of course, I'll support them if they want to. But for those, so it is hypocritical in that I I encourage them maybe to try to find something else. But to do it over again, yeah, I'd do it over again. I have no regrets. I've loved it. Hmm. Okay, again, I, I just want to reiterate. I'm not asking you to speak for every cop in the nation. Okay. Okay. All right, I'm, I want to ask you this question, then I'm going to bring something else behind it. How much training did you get after the academy? Uh, 
So you have to have 40 hours of training every year. That's 40 a, hours. That's a minimum. That's a work week. That's yeah, a work week. But but of, of specific training. Like you sign up for training in, uh, for example, one of the most recent trainings I went to was trainings on how to deal with people with autism. That was a training that I did. It was like a... You definitely deal with those people? Yeah. Definitely. Oh, oh yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you, Wade. Thank you, Wade. Thank you, Wade. Thank you. <laughs> he was fucking spot on yeah. with that one. Yes. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you threw me off track. Yes, I'm just going to go ahead and say it was a four-hour training that okay. I did. It was one of my most recent Do you ones. think that's enough, though? Four hours on how to deal with people with autism. Even, no, you think that's enough? No, it's an ongoing situation. Be, all right, I'll get back to your training stuff. I just want to say this: people expect police to show up because I, me personally, I've never called the cops in my life. Okay, <laughs> right? Because you're smart. No, because my family deals with shit on a different <laughs> level. Okay, okay. But <laughs> you get this: so you got somebody who's autistic who's fucking batty out, right? Then you got somebody who stole something. Then you got somebody who doesn't want to leave your house. And you got you guys got to wear a lot of different hats. I do right. empathize with that. Again, I have family on the job. I understand right. that. You got people that you know have different things, and you're supposed to come and. Deal with all that shit. Four hours of autism training is not enough to deal no, with an autistic no, person. No, it's it's not. And I'll tell you what. Because I would say, like, parents with autistic children deal with it day in and day yeah. out. And most of, them, the but, training, but most of them still don't even know what no, they're doing. Exactly. And that's what she said. Him with four hours. That's oh, hell yeah, did. they are. It was the mother of an autistic child who put on this training. Okay. And she admitted that she doesn't mm. have enough training as the parent of an autistic child, let alone does she expect law enforcement to have the training. So, no. That tr- we can't get enough training, right? That okay. we we simply cannot. We do the best we can to get that mm. training. Uh, uh, so we have to have forty hours to maintain our certification. Is it enough? So no. you say forty hours. So you got thirty six hours left. So you did four hours of autistic training, <laughs> and then what? Then, for example, I'd have uh, uh, ten hours of firearms training. We go to the court. The range. Why is fire- sure- Oh, see, that's uh, weird to me. Right? No, that's I know where you're going with this. And that's why people yeah. want social yeah. workers. Yeah. Although yeah. I don't agree with that because yeah. the social worker no, walk no. into a situation. But people hear this and they go, oh, you got 10 hours of fucking how to shoot a gun yeah, yeah, yeah. and kill black people because that's what the climate yeah. is now, right? right? Yeah. No, I see what Let's you're be saying. real. Let's be real, right? Yeah. To kill black people, but you got four hours of autistic training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the, and I see exactly where you're going. And I'll tell you what, it's a simple answer. It's not, it's nothing to be read in politically. It's that, uh, firearms are more it's more fun to go to the range and shoot my gun oh, yeah absolutely right it's more I've, fun I've to go to the guns. range and like shoot, shoot my gun than yeah. it is to go and learn about uh, a, a mental illness right as, as much as we need that mental illness training it's more fun to go to the range so we can build more hours around getting trained with our firearms so but it's not as but sexy you, but it's, you've never shot your gun on duty i have i killed a, i killed a couple animals but <laughs> not people but animals for fun? Yeah. What the no, fuck? no, 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 like, no. They were. We know you don't like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they were a nuisance, causing a hazard to other people, or injured an injured mm. deer. I would put out of its misery. Things like what that. What about a nuisance causing a hazard? Uh, a deer that was uh, darting in and out of traffic, going. Uh, you know, people were. were so you killed around. it? Yeah. What about the? Dog I scared that... it into a canal and then killed it. <laughs> <laughs> what about the neighbor's dog that shits on my lawn? No, no, I won't kill that. I won't kill oh, that. Yeah, I'll no. tell the neighbor to kill it. Oh, all right. <laughs> but just kidding. People hear that, and they go to autistic training. You're going to deal with a lot more autistic people than yeah. you are going to sure. shoot your gun. Yeah, and I'll tell you, and I and I, I believe that this does speak for, for most, if not all, police officers. I took a lot more from that training of, of autistic, how to deal with autistic people. 
than I ever did from firearms. I'd go to firearms, I'd load up a bunch of clips, and I'd plink down down range and try to joke with some friends about how much of a better shot I am than him. You good things shot. like that. Yeah, it was it was it meant nothing to me, right? It was right. fun. It was to get my hours, to keep my certification. But I remember very specifically before I retired, those four hours of training with that mother of that autistic child, those meant something to me. Sure. And I kept that. I learned. Keith, there was many years at the beginning of my career, we were dealing with autistic people. We we treated them like they were people under the influence of drugs or alcohol. I can understand that. Because yeah. that was kind of the characteristics that we had been trained sure. about that they were putting up sure. there, right? So there there were some terrible misjustices uh, early on in my career because we simply didn't know. So later on in my career, when I received that training, I took so much more out of that than I did firearms, even though we received fewer hours. Mm-hmm. I got a lot more out of that than I ever did any firearms training. Okay. But I totally get your question about that. And, and again, I, I would just, would we've had um, firemen on here. We've yep. had EMS mm-hmm. people. We've had all these type of people. It's been long. We It took us a while to get a cop on here because yeah. we talked about this because of the climate. Yeah. I, and yeah. so you got, this is 2021, 2020, you had a George Floyd situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What could mm-hmm. have been done different about that? Again, you're not speaking for all cops. I'm speaking for yeah. you. You you had twenty two years on the job, and this uh, Chauvin had twenty something years on the yeah, job, and yep. he was actually training somebody that day. Yep. Or the the bitch that pulled a fucking gun, thinking it was a taser. Yeah, she's and, on trial currently uh, for and that. Shot a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. All right, so I I'd like to talk about those two things because here's the shit we see. Yeah, we don't see the guy run into the building yeah. into. You ever been run into a fire? You betcha. You ever pull anybody out that fire? You betcha. Yeah, but we don't see that shit. No, we right. don't. Uh-uh, yeah, no, and I was no. just throwing shit out there. I didn't right. know you'd done that, so I'm glad you were like, you betcha. I'm glad you yeah. said that shit. But you know, we don't see the good things that public servants do. Right. And I just right. don't want to say cops. I'm talking you, EMS. I'm talking fire guys. Uh-huh. I'm talking. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know a nosy neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? get it. Yeah. We don't see that shit. We only see the negative shit. Yeah. But the bitch that pulled the taser. Or the or gun, the gun the taser. Or the dumb bitch that walked into her the wrong apartment and shot the fucking yep. dude. There's so that these as well. are the things, yeah. Ryan. These are the things that black people see and think, oh, cops. Yeah. Right. They got the blue eyes. They yeah. got the used to be blonde hair. Yeah. When you, Red when you beard, hair. blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> how, how how do you speak for that? So let's talk about George Floyd. Yeah. What would have been different if you were there? And I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but when you first saw that, did you think? Something's wrong with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty quickly. Uh, so, first of all, I don't need to preface anything. I wasn't anywhere when any of this went down, right? So, I don't, I'm don't. i not going to preface that. You ever been to Minnesota? No, I've never there, been to Minnesota. There we go. We're good. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> never once. Uh, let me tell you, you. You see Ryan standing yeah. over in the corner like yeah. this. Oh, right? shit. I'm telling you. Jared, get your knee <laughs> off his neck. Bingo. So, you, you just said it, right? I mean, I can tell there there is a difference when I'm trying to restrain it, a person to get them into custody versus when uh i have a different agenda right or Speak. or whatever I, I, don't talk in code what do you mean a different agenda? I, I, i'm not entirely sure so first of all if, if the argument is that he was trying to get him into custody okay you don't need to have your neck or your your knee on somebody's neck until they have stopped breathing to get that person into custody okay right i i can i can I can have people, especially, he wasn't the only officer there. Right. He was not the only officer there. He had backup with him. You can't tell me that that guy handcuffed posed a threat to him. You cannot tell me that. The reason you put him in handcuffs is so they don't pose a threat, right? Once a person is in handcuffs. That's why you did it as a, you did something at the store where you would handcuff people. 
you, in your before you started your law enforcement career. Oh, the, you the, had, the, uh, the the yes, yeah. the, uh, you, the you you handcuffed stuff, yeah. people so they would quit doing what yeah. it is they were doing. Yeah. Well, even even law enforcement one on one, if a person is secured in handcuffs behind their back, especially, but whatever, just secured in handcuffs, it's over. That person is not an immediate threat to right. you. Okay. And so if I continue to 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 put pressure on a person's neck that is in handcuffs, there's no excuse for that. You know, there is absolutely no excuse for that. And uh, I, I can't speak to what I think is appropriate or not appropriate. I can speak for the fact that there's no excuse for that if you're, you know, the person posed no threat to you. And so after so here we are. It's an amped up situation. You got a neighborhood full of people. They're filming you, blah, blah, blah. And this is hindsight for you. So I know the answer you're going to give, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What would you have done if you were there and that was happening? And I, and let me tell you what. So I've had some situations in which, because there is something to be said about being amped up, right? In the heat of the moment. Oh, yeah. I've been amped Something up. to be said about that. Absolutely. And I'll tell you about some of my experiences being amped up, heat of the moment situations. I tasered a guy uh, who was dangerous to me. It was just me and him. The taser was not effective. The guy was still coming at me. Why didn't uh, it work? Uh, it, they were, the probes were too close together. And so the, if you know, I don't know if you know much about tasers. No. The current travels between the two probes. So okay. if they're further apart then that's more of the body that it seizes up. If oh, they're you, really close you, you together. Eat more meat. Yep, you eat oh, more mm. meat. If they're really close together, that's just a very small portion. Okay. They were really close together, and so they weren't doing much. The guy was kind of feeling like he was getting stung by a bee. He was coming at me, wanted to fight me. Mm-hmm. So I took him, amped up. I threw him to the ground, nice. and when I threw him to the ground, though, I immediately noticed the dude went out, and then there was a big pool of blood coming up around him. I He had smacked his head on the driveway of this house, split him wide open. So that was a result of being really amped up, and I don't feel I don't feel bad for it. That's just the way shit went down in right. that situation. Okay. Um, but I'll tell you what: when I recognized that he, his head sounded like a melon hitting the cement, mm. and I immediately noticed mm. blood, I immediately noticed that he was unconscious. Yeah. Guess what I did? I changed the way I approached that situation. I wasn't fighting him you anymore. You didn't keep banging his head on the ground. I didn't keep banging his head on the ground. I started, at that point, I secured him to make sure that I was safe, and then I started to make sure that he was okay after that. That, you, I think, you, you is like a situation. You called an ambulance or something, huh? I called an ambulance. I, I turned him on his side if he was struggling to breathe, which he wasn't in this case, right? But uh, in a situation like that, if I'm kneeling on a person, they lose consciousness, what am I going to argue? How am I going to make an argument that I feared for my safety or the safety of anybody to else? an unconscious person. For a person who's laying there in handcuffs and unconscious, okay. I can't do it. Okay. I'm not going to be the guy that speaks out against the, the, the uh, criminal justice system and how this was handled one way or the other. But as a police officer, knowing what I know about that incident, there is no excuse. So I'm, I'm going to ask you this again. We're all in hindsight. So when you saw the George Floyd, George Floyd thing, you couldn't avoid it if you turned the TV on. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that? Like, did you say those things right there? It, How was this guy? Yeah, no, no, no. It, it hurt me because I'll tell you what, because when something gets politicized uh, on a national level and it affects law enforcement, that affects me personally in, in Podunk Absolutely. County, City, it, Utah, yeah, right? right? Uh, this incident in, involving George Floyd back east, it affects me because everyone sees law enforcement, right? And it's hard. You can't blame them. But it, what bothered me is I watched that and it. Kind of, it pisses me off because I don't handle situations like that. The people that I work day in and day out with do not handle situations like that, nor would they tolerate it if another officer handled situations like okay. that. Okay. And so it bothers me because I know that what happened there, that horrible video that I saw and the way that that happened, affects me thousand miles west of there. Yeah. 
and so it bugs me. Have you have you been uh, called a racist for whatever reason? You betcha. Yeah. How do you, how do you handle that? Does it throw you sideways? It does. It doesn't. Th- so first of all, people th- people will call me every name. The, if you want to call me something that offends me, call me fat because I'm like mm, I am fat. <laughs> <laughs> Call, call me out of shape or you have a failing marriage. I'm like, mm, I do have a failing marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Shit like that. <laughs> do a lot of co- co- cops go through multiple marriages. That's oh, that. yeah, that's a common and thing. That's every movie. Yeah. A cop's on his second yeah. or third marriage, mm. and that yeah. one's falling down the drain, too. That's common. And for, for the record, my marriage is we're putzing along, right? But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you could call me all sorts of things where if it happens to strike true with me, I'll be like, yeah, I feel bad. But you sit there, you call me a racist, things like that. I know I'm not a racist. I know that people I work with aren't a ra- aren't racist, and so it doesn't how, bother how, me. But how do you know people you work with aren't a racist? I, you, in in the way that I've I've seen them interact with people, that's the only thing I can judge them on. I can't judge them big picture, right? right. Because I don't because know, you don't know them well upbringing. enough. You don't know that upbringing. Don't know it. So so I can only judge them in my experiences with them, and my experiences with them have shown that they treat people mutually respectfully. Okay. And that's all but I, I can think, base it on. I think that would reflect largely on their upbringing, if they, if they, if, or you're not. But if on on a on a micro scale, if they, if they're treating people the right way, I would say on a bigger scale, they're probably still going to do that because yeah. it's it's the small it's the small scale when nobody's looking on how you treat somebody is how you're going to treat people overall. So if I if you're saying that. that the people that you you associate with you don't see that and it's something that's not in the limelight chances are they're probably not going to do that when confronted right. now there's going to be the anomaly sure, sure um and you i'm sure there are those out there but but if that's without what you're speaking question. to then sure yeah. I, I can see that without sure. question there, there's people i mean there could be people that i see interact very very legitimately with the population and that i'd, I'd say that's a very competent officer and they could be raging racists or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Conversely, you could have a person who legitimately, sincerely has no anti-race sentiment in his body, but then do something extremely ignorant mm-hmm. while dealing with somebody right. of a minority race, right. right? So you have to judge that. And, and, and in my experiences, all I can speak to that I have not witnessed that personally. Okay. Two more I want to get to. I want to get to the lady that shot the dude. And thought she had a taser. taser. Mm -hmm. How does that happen? Oh. Are we going on that now? Okay. So so I can't speak to that. I I honestly can't speak to that. Did you carry a taser? Oh, yeah. Did you carry a gun? Keith, I tasered the shit out of people. Okay. I tasered so many people. Every single one of them had it coming. But I was the first person in my agency to use my taser. And I used it often. I used it well. And I'll tell you what. uh, I never once mistook my gun for my taser. How does that happen? That's my question. Has it happened? How does it happen? Let me speak uh, Crown Royale. How does How? that happen? <laughs> I, I can't speak to that. Let me, let me tell you that we talked earlier about when you're in the heat of the moment, things maybe aren't firing on all cylinders. Um, and I'll tell you, there is a shitty invention out there. There was a, there was a shitty invention out there. You know how how police officers carry like these these machine gun looking AR-15s. They look like machine guns, right? That mm-hmm. the, that soldiers carry. We'll carry that. There's a shitty invention out there that they thought it'd be a good idea if on the foregrip of this AR-15 we actually put a taser, and that taser can be used, and they can also have their their gun 
at immediate wait, wait access. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You had a hybrid you had a taser, taser gun? Hybrid gun? taser gun. That's stupid. Shittiest yeah. invention in the world. And that's, I'm not that's saying stupid. that's what happened at all because it's not. But well, uh, no, you, you the shittiest how. invention in the world is green ketchup. <laughs> I Remember when they came yeah. up with the colored ketchup? Yeah. That was so okay. disgusting. Well, ketchup is a tomato. There are green tomatoes, so green ketchup isn't all that crazy. I'm with Keith on this one. Anything I, I don't, but I don't red like, ketchup yeah. was yeah. shitty. Yeah. Otherwise, it's, it's chili verde. Yeah. So anyway, so so in this situation, you're holding a gun which can kill you and can also taser you. And if if shit goes south and you just and you get so amped up, you're just you're just pulling on triggers. You might pull on the gun trigger. You might pull on the taser trigger. This was a real thing. That is a real thing, and that is a real thing that happened. It is gone. They they don't make that. I certainly hope so. As far as I understand, it's gone. So that's in that situation. You asked how could it happen. That's one scenario and how it could happen. In her situation, I don't know. Uh, It happened at the subway, too. I don't know if you remember this. The uh, the transit officer. Uh, Fruitville Station. Bingo. Yep. Transit officer thought he was tasing him, actually pulled his gun out and shot him. What? You know what happens? Law enforcement now makes it a thing where where your taser has to be carried on the weak side of your body. Weak side? Yeah. So I don't have a weak side. Have you looked at me? No, you don't. I don't have a weak side. If you look at me, you'd be like, both of this guy's sides are weak. Both of them are weak. (laughs) So I'm right-handed. I carry my handgun on the right-hand side. So what, now what they say is <laughs> you're going to make a smart-ass comment. What, what, I'm a lefty. What, yeah. what, what, Wood's a lefty. Yeah, He'd yeah. carry his handgun his on his left hand all side. Fucked right. Up. I mean, we can't speak right. to that. But so, I'm in my so right you, mind. So you're right. You carry your gun on the right carry side. Carry my gun on the right-hand side. Okay. So nowadays what they're saying is they would, they want officers to carry their gun or mandate officers to carry their taser on their weak side so that either I have to draw the taser using my weak hand, which is not the hand that I would use to draw my handgun with, mm-hmm. Or I would have to use my strong hand and reach across my body to get the taser. So out. how did she carry her? You don't know how she carried. I her don't know. I mm. don't know. Was it before they made that? And maybe she, because when I first got my taser, I carried it on the strong side. I carried it right next to my handgun. Does that make any sense, though? Like what she just did. Does that make any no, sense? No. Okay. One and, more. And I've been in. I've been in tough situations where I had to draw both my gun and my taser, and I knew exactly which one I had in my hand. Did you have a hard on? I don't want to talk about that on okay. there. <laughs> right. So the last one I want I want to um, confront you on is yeah. the, the lady that walked into the wrong apartment. You know that one. She yeah. walked. She lived on the third floor. She walked into the second floor. She saw a dude in her apartment. She shot him in his apartment. Uh, that, this is the reason why black people have a problem with cops. No, okay. I mean, I so, so I, I, I guess it. the bigger question is because that's a black guy that was shot. Yes. If she walks into the second floor. Not hers. And, McCon- and Matthew McConaughey is in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she is she shooting him? Or does she take her top off? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Which I, is going to lead me to my last question. Okay. I wish I could. I'm answer on the same this. page my, my there with you. My best answer to that is leaving the shooting part aside. I have been part of incidents in which we have gone to the wrong residence. Right. So I I can't speak to the shooting, and I will not speak to the shooting. But having gone to the wrong residence before. I can understand how a person would do that. Now she claimed that whoa, she thought whoa, it was. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She claimed that she thought it was her apartment. If I remember right, is correct. That correct. That's a different ball game. I have never walked into the wrong house and been like, "Ma, honey, I'm home." I've never done that. Okay. And so I can't. I can't explain that. Seems. Yeah, it seems strange. Yeah. Me. I cannot, and nor will I attempt to explain that. So my question, Mister, I worked at jail. And I worked <laughs> at a small town. I worked at a little larger town. And I worked at a lot of bigger town. And I worked at here. 
when we spoke earlier and we were fucking around, I talked about you being Mr. O'Malley, swinging your stick. O'Malley mm-hmm. is what? That's an Irish name. Okay. Okay. So what I know is I know Irish policemen. And Irish is what? Mm-hmm. White right. people. Yeah. Even if they're black Irish, which the first time yeah. I heard that, I was like 22. <laughs> like, what the fuck is a black Irish? What? You know? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. That's Coming something that a white guy made up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but white people. Yeah. Do you do you think white as a whole for you? Let's just speak for you. Okay. I don't want you to speak for everybody. Good, because that's all I can speak. All right, that's all you can speak for. Yeah. Are white cops scared of black people? No, I say no. It's like, a different culture though, because it black is. people get get excited. You know, scared we, of scared of versus uh, unfamiliar with. Let's say let's two say different that. things, right? Yeah, I would say two different things. Uh, I, there has been many more times than I can count that I have come in contact with with a, a black individual in the course of my duties. Never once have I felt fear. Never once have I felt uh, innate uh, disrespect on one side or another. Right? Uh, Even after twenty twenty, because you you just retired. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, there there can be an, an immediate sense of, of differences in culture or differences in approaches Absolutely. to things. Absolutely. Uh, but but ultimately, in the encounters that I can speak to, I was able to recognize that and alter my uh, approach. And I also recognized that they were familiar with that and altered their approach. So explain alter approach. Uh, so... so I don't know. So that we have you have cultures and you have differences in cultures. It's not just me. It's not just the white police officer. Uh, whoever I'm I'm in contact with, they live their own culture. They have their own experiences. Lived and, experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, it's easy to recognize when that person that I have contact with has picked up on and is trying to compute the differences between mine and their culture. And I think that that's kind of mutually understood. They can see that I'm saying, okay, there's some differences. Let's go about this. And they're saying the same thing. We kind of meet in the middle. Okay. For me personally, it's never been an issue. And I'll tell you, my, the, the, one of the last, the big agency I worked for, big Polynesian culture. Big Polynesian culture. And there was something that was very unique. They are a very maternal culture. That's the mama. The mama. Hmm. And I'll tell you what, mama had last say. Yeah. Everybody was scared shitless of mama. Okay. And uh, I'd roll up on some of these domestics. You'd have big, big fights, you know, all these big people. And these Polynesian guys were big. I was. They could have worked me if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. We'd get there. I'd try to get them in touch with, with, with their dad or whatever, maybe call it my own, my own ignorance. Ultimately, I learned that's not the way their culture operates. They're... Uh, I learned to contact their mother or even better, their grandmother okay. Smart. and get mm. grandma, Smart. get mm. grandma to talk to, to, or get these people to know that grandma knew the situation. Yeah. I'll tell you what shit shut down. And it took me a while to figure that out. I remember seeing Polynesian people for the first time. And I was talking, did I tell you the story? Did I tell you the story? Anyway, I don't I know. Tell you. Yeah, tell, no, tell Ryan here. I, I remember seeing Polynesian people for the first time and we're at a basketball court and I'm talking to one of my dudes, this black dude. I was like, why the fucking black people out here is so fucking large? And he's like, what are you talking about? I go, like, those black... I thought they were light-skinned black yeah, people yeah, with yeah. curly hair. Yeah. I was like, those brothers over there, they large as shit. He goes, they're Polynesian. I go, what the fuck's a Polynesian? He goes, you know, like Jimmy Superfly Snooker? I was like, oh, word? That's what is they that, look like? He's like, yeah. What kind of black is Polynesian? That's, that's them motherfuckers right there. Just yeah. thick people. Yeah. yeah. What would you like people to know about policing? You 22 years in. You're out the game, so you have no skin in the game yeah, right now. Yeah, I have no skin. What are you doing now with yourself? Uh, I'm actually, I, I've been teaching driver's education. 
but I just... You teach him that cop shit, how to drive, how yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah, what, was that yeah, maneuver? Yeah. what was that shit he talked about uh, earlier? The pit, the pit, pit maneuver. maneuver. Pit maneuver. Yeah. yeah. I've been, I've been doing that. teaching that to young drivers. You taught but... it. You taught people that? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. No, no, no. I just taught them how to how to pass the Utah driver. Oh, just driving. Drive yeah. I thought yeah. you would yeah. like... I wish I learned that shit in high school. Be badass. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. But what I would want people to know about law enforcement is to... Understand, we are absolutely no different than any person you come in contact with, and that we are doing the best we can. We got fuck ups, and and we screw up. We got those guys. How did the fuck ups get hired, though? I mean, I guess just no, like no. anything else, right? It's yeah. Just like anything fuck else. Up Some, sometimes, yeah. it, sometimes it takes that fuck up for us to realize that guy's not a that guy or gal's not a good fit for for this job. I did. I did a lot of minority cops. You know, I think so. You run I mean, into a lot. You understand? Of... I live. I live in in White Bread, Utah, right? I yep. mean, we got a lot of white motherfuckers. There are a lot of white white people here. There's yeah. a few around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I we're was get, looking. We're getting much better. <laughs> but there, there is there. There's a, we have a, div, a diverse police uh, culture here. We we really do. I think it reflects pretty accurately the population. Is it perfect? No, but but I think we're making some great strides there. And I think most agencies are trying for that. So that's what I think. We just treat us like everybody else. We're doing the best we can with what we got. We're going to screw up along the way and try to please work with us as we work through it ourselves. Mm. Aww. 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 That was that's, so sweet. That's a good touching end moment, isn't it? No, I, I think it's cool to sit here and talk with you with, with the climate that's going on. And, uh-huh, and why did you, you get out of policing when you did? You did 22. Money. You guys got to do how many years? Twenty in Utah, it's twenty years to get full pension. So you did twenty-two, and you got full plus two years. Yeah, yeah. You got full plus two strokes, huh? Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. I got those two strokes. Dang. I ain't leaving before those two strokes. <laughs> Take that, bitch. Yeah. Take that, yeah. bitch. I'm gonna give you a little extra. <laughs> what made What made you leave though? Why didn't you? I mean, because you're a younger dude. You You're woods age, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what made? Why didn't you just keep doing it? Because this motherfucker's walking around. I, and I know this from my cousin. You guys got little chevrons on your arm. So mm-hmm. this chevron means five years, and that's five years, yeah, five yeah. years. You, and I met a dude in Detroit. Yeah. He had six of them. So Holy that's 35 shit. years. Yeah. Oh, damn. All right, is that 35? Six times five. I think that's only 30, but 30. we can call it 35 if you add one I'd more. Li- I'd like to call it 35. He could have been 34, <laughs> almost 35. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And he just yeah. got it on early. Right. He just didn't get that. Thanks for me He got excited. Well, anyhow. I mean, you could you could have kept doing it. Yeah. So why did you, you stop? So to take a pension, I immediately get a get get that pension coming in. I get a job somewhere else. And I was young enough. Got in at twenty one. I was young enough that I knew I could start a new career somewhere. And if I failed miserably, I'm a good cop. I know that I can get hired again as a cop. If I fail miserably and can't make another living for myself, I can go back to being a cop. If uh, I'm a cop and don't ever try to put myself out there, I'll never know if I can succeed somewhere else. So that's why I retired. Wanted to give it a go. What would you tell younger Ryan, 21 years old, versus 43-year-old mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Ryan now? Like, when you came in and you said to your mom, I'm, I'm bad. the law now. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, you well, got to yeah. look mom in the eye. Because yeah. mom's got a dress on. She's holding a fucking uh, a dish rag. Oh, like, yeah. She, she just made you a pie and made you yeah, lunch. Brownies. She's and she, yeah, right. Brownies. Yeah. And she's got a hand up to her. And you, her little, your little sister's by her thigh. Yeah. And, and you look at her eye and go, Mom, I'm the law. I'm the law. I'm wider. <laughs> right? So what yeah. would you do different now? You wouldn't say that. You wouldn't no, say no, I'm the law I now? Wouldn't, I wouldn't would say you that still now. say it's I'm not, the law now? I, knowing what I know now, I wouldn't because it's not as cool. But at the time, I'd totally do it again. Uh, I, I would say don't just go at it. Don't be afraid of what uh, you're going to perceive yourself at the end. Because you know what? It's like any other career in the world. I stand by this. 
if I choose to retire, I'm going to be replaced immediately, and law enforcement as a whole is going to forget who I was tomorrow. Explain that. All the work you've done? What do you yeah, mean? All the work I've done. I mean, there might be individuals along the way that remember my interaction with them and are, are, and are very uh, thoughtful about that and look back with fond memories. But as law enforcement as a whole, I am replaceable. I can retire tomorrow, and they're going to have a couple new jacks take my spot. It's going to keep going. New jacks. Yeah. That's New Jack City. That's Wesley Snipes. Yeah. And that's yeah. fucking that's, Mario Van Peebles. That's right. And, and that's uh, um, Ice-T. Yes, sir. Yep. Is that where that comes from? Yep. That's, well, that's why I say right. it. Yeah. So, um, for you, did you solve any giant cases, anything we would know about? Where in Utah, <laughs> did you do Elizabeth Smart? Did you do any Ted Bundy shit? You're no, not old no. enough. You're not Ted old Bundy. enough. Unabomber? You're still not old enough. Did you do any, um, I don't know, multiple wife? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, yes, I, I love kids, right? <laughs> so, there were, there were some cases that, that were higher local profile cases that I was a part of. Uh, but unlike people think, it's it's not like one detective grabs a case and then uh, solves that case, you know. I mean, if uh, if Detective Ryan grabs a case and solves it, it's not my case. I'm just working on what a bunch of other cops did. So, uh, yeah, I've been involved with cases that were higher profile, but but no, I've never solved one as a result of my own efforts. All right. Mm. Yo, Ryan, we appreciate you coming on, man. Wood. Mm. Thanks for having me. Is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. Ryan, is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Nice. Yeah. Nailed it. With that, guys, that is what we are saying. Uh, just to refresh real quick, uh, recap, I guess, not refresh, recap. From now on, if you want to watch us live, we're going to be on mostly Fridays. Um, Sunday, if you want audio only, we're going to release this fr- uh, Sunday nights uh, into your Monday morning because we know you like that commute and hearing our sweet, sweet voices. Um those of you that watch this live tonight, thank you so much. Thank you for those comments, those questions. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, who would have known that the fuzz would have been so popular tonight? But <laughs> here we are. Um, check out our sponsors. You know who they are. They're Tiger Claw Tattoo, MVP Jersey Framing, and The H Cube over there on Facebook. So check those guys out. <clears throat> and with this and with that, Keith and Ryan, gentlemen, I got to tell you guys, it has been nothing short of a pleasure. Freeze, motherfucker, cause we out. I am the man. I fought the law and the law won. I fought the law and the law won. I left my baby and I feel so bad and I get my racing gun. She was the best thing I ever had. I fought the law and the law won. I fought the law and the law won. I fought the law Oh